If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Welcome to the Friends. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the Friend Zone. And y'all can tweet, you can do whatever, but that's my mama. And you can tweet till you get blue in the face. I don't care. She can have whatever she want. Because that's my mama. My, 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 what? My, 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 my. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's intense. That was, that's right. That was Candy Big Bank Burris. Oh, what okay. they do to her mama? Nothing on her watch, as you can see. Because what <laughs> she was saying was she ain't having it. Y'all can keep y'all coming to yourself. Because that's her mama. <laughs> and it, and that and that's all she had to say. And I felt like that was the perfect clip this week because it's Mother's Day. This oh. is the Mother's Day edition. That's your so that's your mama and your mama and your mama. That's all y'all mamas. And I ain't got nothing to say in honor of it being Mother's Day. Then your mama, your motherfucking mama. It's Mother's Day. Okay, that's all I got to say. Your mama, your mama, because <laughs> oh it's Mother's Day. Your mama. Oh. Okay, happy Mother's Day. This is for, you know, it's with love that I say, yeah, mama, okay? <laughs> and that's all I have to say this week, because like Candy said, that's her mama. Okay, and she don't care. She can do, you can tweet until you boo in the face. She don't care, because that's her mama. That's her mama. And that's all we have to say. We celebrate and we honor mamas. If you slid oh, out somebody. Hi, mama, I love you. Okay, hi, mamas. All the mamas. Love all the mamas. <laughs> that's right. Yo, mama. Okay, this is the e one day. Mama. So how, e yeah, e e two mama Tambien. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's one of my favorite. That's one of my personal saying. Okay, uh, but yeah, it's Mother's Day. That's so all. We just wanted to give a little flowers because that's your mama. And with that being said, <laughs> welcome to the friend zone. Your weekly look into all things mental health, mental wellness, and mental. That's my mama because <laughs> who in the heck wants a musty brain? I know I don't. Hey, friend. Hey, Asante. How y'all doing? What's I'm going great. on? I'm great. How are y'all doing? How are your weekends? It was good. My weekend was really good. I uh, got a chance to party. I party right next to Tiana Taylor this weekend. So yeah. I've seen the body in person, and it's all true. And it's, it's body. all true. Yes. <laughs> absolutely. Shout out to Cute. my boy EJ King. Shout out to everybody. We had a good time um, this Sunday. I had a great weekend. You know, I worked and did my thing. That's what I did this weekend. What about y'all? Asante, what you do this weekend? Ooh. A little bit of everything, actually. Um, mm -hmm. Shout the out to India Sean. I feel like I missed mm -hmm. something. <laughs> Me and you both. You know, 
They missed us both. But go ahead. First well, of all, tell me, tell me about the tell me about the first, congregating. First of all, yeah. first of all, India Sean was in town. She is one of the few people that is like lifelong goddess. Just popped mm-hmm. up on I just me. Love her. Love her. Love everything man. about India. A gifted human being. Top to bottom. And now any, get every to lifetime. where you betrayed us by hanging out and not inviting us. You know, get to I that just song. want I want the record to show. I want the people to know that I'm always quiet when the whole left out Olympics happens because I'm usually the one left out so let's just go ahead and play this out right okay so india came to town i'm speaking up you motherfuckers got together you that damn jay that damn crystal india i'm not blaming india i'm not blaming india India ain't got nothing to do with this me and india didn't even really hang out with nobody the only person that india really got to see was crystal and Jade. Uh, no. And they sent Jade me a didn't video. Mandy. And I was so sad. Mandy didn't see Indy either. They FaceTime. But you saw all these people. Okay, and. <laughs> okay, and. All right. Okay. <laughs> I'm clear. Crystal clear. So, <laughs> India was in town. Uh, me and her linked up. We had a great time together kicking it. Mm-hmm. Then the weekend went a little bit <laughs> everywhere. I ended up, <laughs> first of all, me and Crystal were watching. Me and Crystal shared a very special moment with Drag Race, but it was an international franchise. So, that was, it was great. But, um, yeah, saw Crystal. Later on, ended up seeing Jade, Antoinette, uh, Mary, and um, Mary. I, Mandy. Mary has, and then um went to work with Bandy on Sunday and uh got fucked up, saw Latasha later. Um it was a great Latasha. weekend. Latasha. Oh, a, you saw everybody. Yeah, I got to see a little bit of everybody. It was exciting. Look at those <laughs> he said, Yes. Yes, he did. I well, miss know. y'all, man. I someone um asked me if in DMs, it was actually one of our listeners was like, Do you miss New York? I was like, you know, I don't, but I really do miss my friends yeah. a lot. And it makes it harder when like y'all send me videos. I'm like, hi. Like cause you know India. Because Crystal sent you that video in India, yes, right? Yes. She sent First me a video all, of India on the couch. I was like, hi friends. Crystal FOMO. has Harry Potter Uno. I don't even know how to explain it. I'm not going to try. It was the longest Uno game I have ever played in my life. If there is a Guinness Book world record of Uno, like we play like, and first of all, we didn't even play with all the nigga rules. So maybe that's why it just kept going. But they had like different rules instead of like, there was a draw for a draw to a draw for, you know, skip reverse. But there was also another card called the nine and three quarters. And the rule on that card was somebody has to keep drawing until they get a specific type of card that I don't want to explain. And then they also get to choose the color. And some sh- I was like, this is too fucking much. And it just went on forever and ever. You got to see people's true colors. Shout out to Indy and Gordy uh, taking sides like it was fucking spades. And oh, trying Gordy to team up was on there bitches. too? Yep, I had to see Gordy. <laughs> Y'all are killing me. <laughs> Oh, I miss Gordy. It was an I ensemble cast, honey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I missed out on tons of things. So, oh my God, by choice, <laughs> not by choice, not by choice. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's so I would like the record to show that I did not initiate most of the hanging out. I was trying to find one person at times. Ten people were hanging out. It just, you know, you hey. was eleven. But I, would like the like to, I just happened to be there. I would just also like the record to show that I had a good time. I didn't complain. I was a, I was, I was a great time. to complain so. about? All your friends well, are around. <laughs> of course you didn't complain. Fran, how was your weekend? 
Well, if it makes you feel any better, Dustin, I wasn't invited either because you, I'm friend. far. <laughs> I was I was here home, just homing. Y'all know how I do with my lollipops hanging out. <laughs> not raining. Well, not all multiple weekend. lollipops, friend. <laughs> I thought you, I told you, you had the your shirt off. I should be like, friend. <laughs> I mean, ended. <laughs> one of my friends, I ain't gonna say no names, but one of my friends got a little daughter that's like, you know, she got her first training bra or whatever. And she oh told me my God. she had to check her daughter for walking around the house in her training bra. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, she said she had to check it like, girl, put your damn shirt on. <laughs> yeah, she said the girl was like, why am I just stuck? Because you know you be walking around in your bra. Oh, that is so cute. <laughs> and she said she had to check her ass like, you ain't grown. Put your damn shirt on. Walk around and talk to your training. <laughs> why is that so funny? I'm picturing her with her little white training box. Bless I her heart. Right. And she a good she a good child, too. That's the thing. So it's one of them kids Aww. who you know they didn't mean no harm. So that make it even funnier. She's like, mama. Oh, my God. That tickled me. I'm telling so you. So cute. Um, also, I want to thank everyone that came and hung out with us last week came on and Wednesday. Hung out. Recurring theme of the week. <laughs> And Jade was our special guest, and we had so much fun. Of course, um, the replay, for those of you who missed it, will be going up this week. It should be up, actually, by the time this episode drops. So you go ahead and watch that on the Patreon. That's patreon.com slash the Friendzone podcast. Um, For those of you who are unaware of what we're even talking about, we do a monthly live stream on our Patreon the last Wednesday of every month. We hang out for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> we hang out for an hour and we usually bring along one of our crazy friends to, mm-hmm. to come and hang and chop it up with us. And like I said, this week it was Jade. Last month it was Kia. We yes. had Carrie on here. Yes. So Toya. Toya. Our Chris other always sister. makes a special appearance in the comments. Always lighting the comments on fire. <laughs> We're hoping that once she's done with school, because uh, one of her classes conflicts, we'll be able to to hang out with her on there, too. So we'll have another special guest, another silly guest next month. So, oh, no, this it's this month. month. <laughs> Jesus, the way time is flying. So okay. be sure and hang out with us. And, of course, we have uh, Dustin's show, Warning Signs, Asante's mm-hmm. show, ETA, my show, The Woo. And then our show, The Binge, where That's we recap right. TV. Right now, we're doing the ultimatum. The ultimatum. And it is so funny. Honestly, the comments y'all have been leaving on the Patreon is hilarious. <laughs> I'm glad that y'all are enjoying that. I knew it would be a good show for us to recap because your commentary alone, podcasting gold. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that show is a mess, so definitely... Worth recapping, basically. Worth, yes, for sure. Okay. And then um, for those of you who missed it, last week I posted... Uh, my episode of the Woo, and it was with Shameless Maya, which yes. was really awesome. We she Saga was my Mama. first guest, Saga Mama. <laughs> she was my first guest last year when we first started our Patreon. So I thought it would be cool to bring her back to show what a difference a year makes because Saga popped up on the screen. And the last time Maya and I did the episode of the Woo, she had just found out she was pregnant. She was wow. only like three, four months. So. It was cool just to see, like, now you have this whole being 
in your her life. Her cute little self, yeah. Her cute little self. And we just talked about those decisions and the, de- the decisions we've made in the past year and how they have shaped us and whether we thought they were good, bad, everything in between her with, you know, having a child and getting married and moving to Sweden and me with uh, leaving the East Coast for the West Coast. And then we just talked about all those mental, emotional, and spiritual changes. So definitely check that out. Those of you went through because you hurt me moving. (laughs) (laughs) That's why we went through all that. (laughs) (laughs) And thank you to those who already listened. I read all of your comments, and I'm glad that y'all felt the episode the way you did. Shout out to Maya for jumping on that with me. Just had to get that out the way. Let's jump into this week's Black Business. So there is a company called Maria. But it's spelled M I I R I Y A. Very, very clean. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> which means thoughts, ideas, uh, or philosophers and thinkers in the African language of Bambara. Um, it's a retail site that gives black owned businesses a platform to sell their goods. It's created by Lamine Loco and the applets, <clears throat> excuse me, vendors. Are y'all ready? Sign up without transaction or listing fees. Vendors receive 100% of their earnings. Uh So when you shop, the money is going straight to the small business. Maria literally doesn't take a cut. Now, because of that, which is honorable, full of integrity, it also makes it a little harder for her to maintain the app, as you can imagine. So she... (laughs) <laughs> needs as much donation as many donations and support yeah as possible so if you go to maria.com that's m-i-i-r-i-y-a.com or you can go to her instagram which is instagram.com slash black dot love dot culture you'll see that she has links she should have a link tree on there that shows ways that you can donate she has a patreon that you can literally subscribe for one dollar a month And that in itself helps her maintain the app. That way the small businesses can continue to take 100% of their earnings. But of course, we have to help them create that ecosystem and sustain it. So if you go on the site, it's awesome. They have fashion, home decor, beauty, hair, art, you name it. Thousands and thousands of creatives are on that site. (laughs) So definitely check it out. (laughs) <laughs> definitely check it out i was looking through the art Shit. i was looking through all the hair stuff um they have clothing i mean it's just really really a dope concept that i think is long overdue so i want that's really noble of her too we need to support isn't that it for sure yes. it's like so different because it really goes to show the intention behind it but mm-hmm. i also know sometimes you can have the best intentions but it's actually like hard keep the lights on. you gotta keep the lights on so i know that she's probably like really trying hard to make this work so let's gotta support donate her, and support y'all. yeah so maria i really hope i'm pronouncing it properly i tried to youtube to see if maybe she was on there speaking about it or she's so low-key she ain't even with all that (laughs) please no pictures (laughs) i tried to see if there was like you know well they'll add the how to pronounce it like pronunciation Mm -hmm. but i didn't find anything so forgive me lamine if i'm not saying it properly but i believe it's maria m-i-i-r-i-y-a definitely support check it out download the app yeah download the app go on the website if you're a vendor Definitely jump on there. It seems like a great world. And if you're a consumer, go ahead and find some goodies on there and support the ecosystem. So 
that's the black business of the week. That's a good one. We just clap for that, like drink champs. That's a good one. <laughs> give, it, give it up for Maria, y'all. Like drink champs. <laughs> so funny to watch those those episodes be like five hours long <laughs> i'd be like god damn i love it but damn like, <laughs> remy episode half the time was like three and a half hours remember his uh, his questions he's yep, like what yep. i ask what i ask oh yeah and, and oh, yeah. then an hour and a half of it is spent going give it up for that give it up for that, give it up for that. <laughs> <laughs> that is so and nori funny. when nori clap his wrist do like he got the loose the most loose wrist clap i've ever seen him i'd be like give it yo give it up give it up give it up, give it up. <laughs> Like he got them hot dog hands that I see you motherfuckers trying to show me on the Lord. So, I just want everybody to know I seen that that crazy ass looking lady. Tight. I screamed with when them he hot said dog hands. Like why the fuck do I want to see that? I hope she slapped herself for wearing the motherfuckers in the first place. Oh, uh, so last week's episode titled "Report Card Day," <laughs> we worked through a self audit. Um, the question I asked were, if we were to place your family, friends, romantic partners, and coworkers into a room to hear their perspectives and their perceptions of you, the good and the bad, what would they say and how much of what they think of you aligns with what you think of yourself? I thought it was a great episode. We were all very, very honest and vulnerable, which is always the best friend zone. And a lot of our listeners had a lot to say, too. So who stood out to you, Asante? Um, I was in a couple of different places. So I'm going to start off in the Twitter streets and then move on to the Patreon streets, if you wouldn't mind. Mm -hmm. uh, I would like to shout out at nipple with two eyes. Yes. <laughs> at nipple fat with two eyes. They said, <laughs> Asante said, I don't want to end up with anybody I got to break up with. And I really, really felt that shit. I really felt that when I said that, too. Like, that's just... I mean, and I know that everybody feels that way. So, like, just saying that I know everybody just kind of had that reaction, like, damn, well, let me, like, really redirect and like how I'm grading myself on this port card, report card for mm -hmm. now and in the future. Um, I also want to shout out in the SoundCloud streets, uh, Leah Toller said, y'all really left some gems on this episode for me to reflect on. appreciate y'all. But uh, Tazico shares... I'm so glad you guys talked about that movie. I just randomly decided to see it on my birthday and I was blown away. It had everything you could possibly ask for from a movie. Felt like a cross between Inception and Scott Pilgrim. I too didn't realize that was Jamie Lee until the credits rolled. Can't wait to hear what Dustin thinks of it. P.S. The rock scene definitely had me tearing up in the theater. Uh, so many valid points. This Inception and Scott Pilgrim, that was a great one, even though Scott Pilgrim is very, very... Uh, when you look back at the story, it's it's very inappropriate. But the way that the movie is done, uh, yes, absolutely. Well, both <laughs> movies are done. Yes, absolutely. And even some of the questions that Inception raises, I think, are super dope. Even some of the questions Scott Pilgrim does raise outside the story. But um, yes, thank you, Tazico. Um, thank you, Leah. And thank you, Nipple Fat. So that's what I found out there in those various <laughs> streets. Uh, what did you oh, find out there, uh, Fran? Hey, Fran, hey. So we had an update <clears throat> on the Patreon streets from Shinesty, <laughs> who said Dustin and Asante, y'all ain't right. <laughs> Thank you, friend. It's Shinesty, like Dynasty, and my okay. mom named me after the TV show Dynasty. See, that makes and, it sound that's fly. That and she said, "And I am from Chicago, Dustin." <laughs> Boom. Okay. See, so I, I was that right. Was awesome. <laughs> Shout out to you, Shinesty. That's real. Classy. Yeah. Hey, Shinesty. 
and you a so good sport, girl. She really yeah, is. Yes. I, I yes. love that she cracked up with us because I was like, I hope she ain't Fuck feel better. Fuck more now, girl. <laughs> right? What about you, Dustin? What'd you find in the Twitter streets? Um, shout out to Mela Yella underscore M-E-L-A, Y-E-L-A underscore, who made a hilarious video of NeNe Leaks attending the uh, 22 Met Gala by superimposing Nini uh, on the red carpet yesterday <laughs> and adding Saucy Santana's walk to it. Stop it. Stop it. What? <laughs> and if you're in the gated community of Patreon, you can see that right now. The I thought that was funny. A fool. Um, I definitely thought that was funny. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to, this kind of ties into the um, TV Land segment, but whatever, we're going to do this a little bit early. Not do it a little early, but just in accordance with that this week, I want to highlight the Peach Report. Um, it's a Twitter account and an Instagram account dedicated to um, uh, being your source for some of the juiciest reality TV news and commentary, oh, um, nice. specifically centered around The Real Housewives of Atlanta, which premiered this Sunday, season 14. So fuck with the Peach Report on Twitter and on Instagram to stay up to date and, you know, get little inside info, little tidbits and nuggets and things like that. Um, that's it. It's been a bunch of other funny stuff to happen on Twitter. Like, did you guys see the video, uh, the guy They Hate Duffy posted where he went to this house to hang somebody's TV up? And when he got inside the house, that guy had a house full of those, like, oh, big-breasted blow-up dogs. God, but it was like... 20 of them, like 50 yeah, like of them. 65 <laughs> 75 of them they literally were in every room of the house filling the rooms up like and just watching the but video the way he itself walked out was so hell yeah and then the way that the dogs were all positioned like chilling and standing like it was a party like that was freaky as fuck like, like what the fuck are we doing here there's no way in hell ew. i would have your tv would have been right where that would have been the, the most boxed ass tv you ever seen in your life because it would have been right where you left it i would have got the hell on just like he did he got you his ass gif, up out of there the gif uh that's the grandpa from the simpsons where he's walking into the bar and then yes, puts his hat it turns right back, back <laughs> that's the vibes for real can y'all imagine walking into some no. crazy ass bullshit <laughs> like that honestly mm. the fact he walked into the house that far surprised me because i would have like, gone to the front door seen that and, and look like that girl on paternity court they get to the girl who was like, <laughs> <She's> like <laughs> right at the front right at the front no. you ever heard the expression mm. dead in your tracks cause that's exactly how I would have stopped <laughs> dead in my fucking tracks going up no. in that house getting further back which means you got went further to go bedroom. get out Bro, uh -uh. he went to the bedroom. Like, no, I'm not walking in here. And he said the guy was like, he asked the guy why he had all them fucking dials in his house. And he said the guy was like, because I like them. <laughs> and I think that's when he said, you know what? Let me just hit your ride no, on Jack and Jill and thing, get out of here. When he said when he first walked in, he thought it was a party. <laughs> and he said, he said, He was what's like, up? God damn, it's lit. And he was like, I said, what's up? But nobody said nothing back. <laughs> fuck no i can't even imagine that's why i just know certain jobs i would do whatever i had to do to like take care of myself and definitely to feed my family um but it's just certain jobs i know just ain't for me you know what i'm saying i just, like, just so i wouldn't be able to go in house. yeah i can't go in people's houses mm -hmm. I, especially as a woman it's definitely like a mm -hmm. lot harder <laughs> like what as no. a live person as an alive <laughs> you know person what I'm saying? like i can't i'm trying <laughs> to stay on good. this side of the day <laughs> That's the I title of the episode. As an alive person. <laughs> but no, that's uh, all I got in these Twitter streets this week, y'all.
Hey, HBCU fam, get ready to turn up the energy. McDonald's and the Thurgood Marshall College Fund have $1 million in scholarships at 53 HBCUs for 66 brilliant students. This year, you could be one of them. But time is running out. Did we mention the $1 million in scholarships? Apply by March 27th at tmcf.org. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today all right well this week's episode is a dustin ross production we have no idea what we're about to get into let us know sir well you know i figure it's my duty to kick the truth to the young black youth on this show like Teen Summit or whatever Teen Summit said. Oh, I used to love Teen Summit. Didn't you love Teen Summit? Shout out I to wanted Ananda. to be honest so yes. bad. Remember when they had the, the guy with the locks and yes. he was like the host? Yes, yes. Name. Was it he Jeff? Was so what was his cute. name? It was Jeff something. Yeah. Well, him. It was good. Yes. I hope he's doing well. Let's give it up. Give it up for the man for Teen Summit. <laughs> give it up for Teen Summit. <laughs> <laughs> Not me typing Jeff Teen Summit. Why did okay. who is this? Look who came up. That ain't him. <laughs> What's happening right now? Let me write BET. Hold on. The fuck Frederick Douglass come up on the damn thing from <laughs> we looking up the nigga from uh Teen Summit. Any damn way. This week I decided to tell another story. Jeff Let's Johnson. Jeff Johnson. Give it up for give it up for Jeff Johnson. I'll give it up for Jeff Johnson. Give it up for Jeff Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> so funny much respect to nori ain't no disrespect we love drink chance we love nori you're a legend now <laughs> but on this hair damn show that we run okay we're gonna tell a story this week have you have you guys ever heard of nanny doss a lady named nanny doss n-a-n-n-i-e and the last name was doss d-o-s-s no. ever heard of her no nope. she goes she also had a name um that she was given called the Giggling Granny. You ain't never heard of her? <laughs> the Giggling no. Granny. Yeah, buddy. Well, the Giggling Granny finna fuck y'all up. Let me like she did a few other people. So basically, <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> this oh article comes from um, ati.com. All things interesting or all that's interesting.com. Um, this piece was written by William DeLong because you know we give credit where it's due. We pay our yeah. bills okay. on time around here. This article was written by William DeLong and checked by John Kuroski. Now, I don't know if that means edited. It literally says checked. See how it says, how it says checked by John? So I don't probably know if that means like, um, you better turn in on check. time. Fact you know check, what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. But, I mean, he had an issue and he addressed it. But anyway. I checked. So basically, Nanny Dawes spent decades murdering Okay, her relatives and her husbands, plural. 
Whoa. Mama had like Whoa. five motherfucking husbands killed every high. last one of their ass. Whoa. They ain't going out cold, most importantly. Okay? And no one realized it, that it was Sent her every home time? stanking. <laughs> and even, even went on to fuck up some of her, damn, her motherfucking, she killed her grandkids. What was the no, name of this episode again? Yeah. As, as an alive person. Oh, okay, because the damn. damn. <laughs> Whoa. So I let's get into it, right? <laughs> so this is a quote from her after the shit had all went down. You know, after she had been arrested for the murders and stuff, she said, I was searching for the perfect mate. That's what she told the police after she was arrested for murdering her husbands. The real romance in life. And this is a picture of Nanny Das. So y'all can put that if you're watching on Patreon. <laughs> right. You see, she kind of looked like Manny Fresh a little bit. Oh, no. Stop it. <laughs> I thought it should be Manny Doss. It looked a little bit, a little, uh, oh, a little, you know. But anyway. <laughs> oh my God. And mind you, this picture that I just showed, let me show you to you again. If you are watching on Patreon, if not, I'm sure you see a screenshot because you know how y'all like to tussle. I like the uh, coat. This was, she was sharp, wasn't she? Okay. This was after <laughs> confessing to the murders of four of her five husbands. Nanny mm. Doss leaves the county attorney's office and heads to jail. So that was her on her way to jail when she was smiling. Like Imagine that. being the fifth one that she didn't kill. Which is probably why happened. she was smiling, because she knew she had one more to, one more to go. <laughs> she had one more thrill. Anyway. First day out. <laughs> so, that right. So <laughs> Nanny does, as you can see from the picture that we showed, but for those of you who can't see who are listening, she seemed like a sweet lady and she mm. did a lot of smiling and laughing all the time or whatever, right? She married several times. She had four children and she definitely spent time with her grandchildren. Okay, so on the front, you know, front end, everything looked normal, like a normal mm -hmm. grandma. She was fat and everything. Like, you know, your grandmama, you know, she was fat grandmama, and smiling. Yeah, exactly. Like you want your grandmama to be, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So, but not like her, because there's more. She got, a, she got a dark side. But anyway, <laughs> behind that happiness or whatever was a trail of death and murder that lasted from the 20s, okay, 1920s to 1954. So she was 34 years in the game, okay, <laughs> like often motherfuckers. 34 years of murder on her hands. She killed. She confessed. So already, you know, she was a real ass bitch, gave a fuck by the nigga. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she confessed to killing four of her five husbands, and authorities believe that she may have killed many of her blood relatives as well. So let's talk a little bit about her early life, right? Nanny Doss, her name, again, for those of you who are listening, may want to look up. Nanny Doss, okay? She was um, born to a family of farmers in Blue Mountain, Alabama, which just sounds like we oh, can't God. go there. Okay. <laughs> 1905, Blue Mountain. It was so let me, white. Let it me was check blue. the green book. Right? Okay. Yeah, exactly. Because I ain't wow. getting out. Um, but anyway, instead of going to school, all of her uh, siblings stayed at home to work on the on the farm and do like chores and shit. So it was already like determined for her that, you know, you was going to be a worker. You know how it was back then. It's 1905. So mm -hmm. um, it was just all fucked up. When she was seven years old, she was riding a train and she suffered a head in this, a head injury that changed her life forever. So she had like wow. health complications from this head injury when she, she was seven years old. She bumped her head and became a serial killer. I was uh -huh. going to say, did the head injury make her murderous? <laughs> Maybe. She must, she must have bumped her head. Something. Shit. 
so she's smiling all the time because maybe she the bad part got disconnected or something like right. I, don't, I, I don't even know she why, just said why it came going. off well oh, boy. by the time she became a teenager she dreamed of like living off in a romantic life like a love story with her husband or whatever that's what she like became focused on like most teenagers you know what i'm saying you be in your feelings liking niggas or liking girls or whatever you like whatever so at the time she was reading like romance magazines, which I didn't even know they had back in 19, uh, <laughs> the 1920s, you know what I'm saying? But whatever, but what was they talking about? How was like, of all the things, like to me back then, like they didn't have printing presses. Like we can talk, write articles about what the fuck ever. Niggas be running out of shit to say now. But back then it was a little different. Like you got to dedicate that ink to like what's really going on in the hood. Like who died? Who can you be free? What's going on in the world? The wars? Like you know. But some kind of way they had romance magazines back then, and she had her hands on them. So it says that she especially loved the lonely hearts columns, right? So she would read about the people who was like basically like they had personal ads, so like Tinder and shit back then. It was like, like Craigslist. Back then, the, yo. People <laughs> write like the missed missed connection. Missed connection. My wagon and horses roll past your general <laughs> store. <laughs> and I seen you shining your boots. And I wanted you to smoke mine. You know what I'm saying? Is that what you say? I don't know. Like, and God forbid oh, the gay I'm people. Good. I think the gay people just blew up, spontaneously combusted. Back there. Like, you have gay sex and your body just explode and go back into the compost. <laughs> Because it was no, I don't know what they was doing back then. So by the time she was 16, (laughs) she married this guy that she had only known for four months when, when, you know, at 16 and back in 1920s, four months. You just try and get the fuck out too. I mean, really, any, any window. All all my aunts did that. (laughs) They all married the first guy. So this man, she should have known was trouble because his name is Charlie Briggs and his first name is spelled C-H-A-R-L-E-Y now. I ain't saying that if that's how your name's spelled, but back then, if your name was spelled Charlie like that, that to me, that meant you was up to no good. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Your name name might as well have been, you know, you know, y'all know what kind of name that was. That was an (laughs) ethnic name, I believe, back then. Anyway, okay. Because black people would throw a Y in some shit. Trying to tell. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, why? Okay. So Charlie Briggs, Charlie Braggs, rather, excuse me, and Nanny Doss, they had four kids together from 1921 to 1927. So over the course of six years, they had four kids. The marriage fell apart at that point, and the happy couple lived with Bragg's mother, but she had the same abusive type of behavior as Doss's father. I left that out, but her father was like abusive to her mom and to her when she was a little girl mm. or whatever. And so, you know how them patterns That's go. That's why she wanted to go know. fall in love with somebody that wasn't like her daddy and stuff. Yeah, and end up right back, look, girl, get it together, gonna get it right back to where we started from. <laughs> she ended up right back where she started. So, okay. Uh, Anyway, so her mother-in-law or her mother-in-law was abusive in the same way or whatever. She saw that going on. While so now let's get into the bodies that are behind the giggling granny. Like who the fuck did she kill? You might ask, right? I got that for you. So two she children died, okay, under mysterious oh. circumstances that same year. So when she, 1927 was when the shit started hitting the fan. One moment these children were perfectly healthy, and then suddenly they died without an apparent cause. Okay two of the children right Who, whose children i'm about to tell you right now 
So they was her grandchildren, okay? Oh, no. She had a newborn granddaughter that she killed a few days after the birth by using a hairpin to stab her in the brain. (gasps) No, come on. Mm -hmm. And they trying to overturn Roe versus Wade. This is why you got to be able to let people do what they got to do because this is what the fuck people do when you don't have access. Now, so that was one of them, right? A few months after the granddaughter's death, her two-year-old grandson, Robert, died, okay? Strangulation. <sighs> While under her care. Those two kids belonged to Melvina, who was Doss's older child with Brad. So her oldest daughter, Melvina, the, the, the nanny killed her kids. What? And That's then what killed happened. both of her kids. That's what happened, okay? Now... After she divorced, okay, the first husband, Braggs, right? She divorced him or whatever, right? Doss married her second husband, who was was an abusive alcoholic from Jacksonville, Florida, named Frank Harrelson, okay? Ask me how they met. Right, Harrelson. Like Woody Harrelson. You know, he looked like he'd be drinking. (laughs) They met on the apps. They met through a Lonely Hearts column. Mm -hmm. Uh Lonely Hearts Justin column. said they met on the apps. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what she said. She met on the apps. Lonely Hearts column. So, the and apps. I don't know how you had a sneaky link back then. It's like, you know how loud a horse that clouding? You know how loud that is? How you have a sneaky link? How you pull up to somebody's house But I want to know how y'all, how y'all link off of a column. Like, it how gets does that better. work? They met through a Lonely Hearts column. Harrelson, Frank Harrelson, wrote her romantic letters while Doss, guess what Nanny was doing? Killing people. Busting it open, honey, on that camera that had the powder flash that come out of it. Let me tell you something. Doss Doss responded with racy letters and photos. She was ahead of her did time. Did they even make personal cameras back then? Like, did she have to go like no, she, she had to go to like studio. set the shit up and like yeah, you know they the didn't believe in waxing, the- so maybe <laughs> or bathing. What uh-huh. wolf pussy? Wolf wop. The <laughs> W stand for wolf. Wolf ass pussy. That's what she threw at <laughs> threw on them photos. And you remember how them cameras sounded back then? That, <laughs> that loud ass. Yeah. <laughs> They didn't know if she was farting or what. That the she was on that camera, racy photos and letters. What did it say? Wow. I want you to uh, bring a lantern. Hold a lantern to my stop it, please. Hold a lantern yes. to my breast. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. I was I thought she was about to say, like, you know how they signal each other, like uh, the lantern in the window will be lit, and just yeah. then you'll know the door is unlocked. If the rose on the table is there, like some bullshit. And like, maybe the we, and maybe we, with? maybe we pushing it too far because what was oh, racy back then? She could have showed her shoulder her and, been, and been on the cross. You know, well, what I'm touch my clavicle and you'll know ankles. I want you. Okay, like, oh. she might have put her ear. ear <laughs> showed her earlobe or something, pulled her hair back. Okay. Remember on the color purple when they was teaching Silly how to read and she was like, stocking. S-T-O-C-K-I-N. Like maybe that, maybe that's what it was. That was as racy as it got. But I don't believe that because at some point they was fucking. Oh, I don't care God, how advanced please. we've gotten, like what happens with leading up to the fucking, but sex has been happening from the beginning of fucking time. So at some point she probably did show them, you know. Everything she had, <laughs> hair and all. <laughs> anyway, it probably looked like that. I still want to know how they met up. I don't time. get it. How do you link up? I told, look, 
they left little codes in the columns. Like, you know, if there are two haystacks instead of three, I am alone. Like, little shit <laughs> like that. Like, some weird shit. Like, but the raciness, I, you know, that had to be on the well, level. It was fun while it lasted because Harrelson was next on her murderers list. Damn. Following the night of drunken revelry at the end of World War II. So <laughs> you already know what time, how she gave it up. It was a war going on. Nanny was like, fuck oh that God. shit. We got finna go out and get fucked up. Summer. I'm killing everybody. I don't give a fuck. Please stop. So after a night of drunken revelry at the end of World War II, she mixed a secret ingredient into his hidden jar of moonshine because you know they kept liquor at the crib. Oh, um, so she put a little secret ingredient in his moonshine and he was dead less than a week later <gasps> on September 15th, 1945. Jesus. People assumed, okay, that he died of food poisoning. But guess what homegirl had done? Collected enough life insurance money from his death to buy a plot of land and a house near Jacksonville. Oh, wow. Jesus. She, she that, she that. So whatever the area code, <laughs> what's the area? Do anybody know the area code she in really Jacksonville? That. Probably wasn't no area code back then. The city girl of Jacksonville. That's who she was. Because she literally, look, to get a dog and egg out, like rental cars. You know what I'm saying? Like, so like nobody a rental pe- buggy. So nobody peeped game. Like, she killed her grandkids, the first husband, mm-hmm. the second husband, and was chilling with mm-hmm. a plot of land and a new house. Arlie Lanning of Lexington, <laughs> North Carolina, died, died in 1952. <laughs> Several years after he responded to a what? Lonely Hearts Classified ad placed yeah. by Nanny Doll. So she back on the what, Asante? Oh, the app. So that's how she app. became. Oh, so she was one of the OG app killers. She was like, back damn. in the streets taking pictures with her hands on her knees bent over and shit. <laughs> she was doing all that kind of shit. Like Lil' Kim? You know, the Nanny fact that does. we had made. The fact giving, that I had to stop. Giving Gilded Age. <laughs> the fact that I had to stop right when Dustin said that she was a murderous bitch and we have reinforced <laughs> it at every turn. Uh, this just, I hate to say it, this would be a good rapper song for somebody. Like, you know how yeah. niggas be like Rick Ross and like even like Megan Stay and Tina Snow. Like the fact that y'all keep making like City Girls little Kim references. I'm like, somebody is going to come out on the track uh, and say that they are going to the Nanny Dawson the track. I, like, uh, smiling and I'll kill you and, and take your money and well, get look. lots of land on your ass. Like, whoa. Well, <laughs> she had been playing his doting wife. You know how she fronted. Remember, everything was all good, you know, and until it wasn't, basically. So, like, she was playing nice or whatever, being the doting wife. And what did she do? Added poison to one of his meals, and he died shortly thereafter. Now, he was a heavy drinker, so the doctors attributed the heart attack that she caused with the poison to him being an alcoholic because, you know, he lied about everything he had to say So because he was alcoholic. So. Shit. All right. Why couldn't she just leave? Like it always had to be like, all right, she ready to kill go. <laughs> she ready to go. That's the part that's blowing me. Like you just don't want a divorce. <laughs> she ain't want them sending her shit in the Pony Express all the time after they broke up. You know what I'm saying? She ain't want all the messages after they broke up. She wanted them to just go on. Maybe because her daddy was abusive, she was like, all right, I'm gonna just have to start killing these niggas when they don't give me what they what I want. Speaking niggas. Speaking of uh, killing these niggas. Richard Morton of Emporia, Kansas, was Doss's next true love. Now, although he spent a lot of time with other women while he was married to Doss, so she got with the rival, she got with a player next or whatever. She didn't discover this while it was going on because she was distracted with other matters. Her mama, okay, needed a caretaker after she didn't fail and broke her damn hip in 1953 after her father died. So that took the mother down to the floor after okay. the father died. She didn't broke her motherfucking hips. Um, and so... 
the woman died suddenly and without a few without a warning you know after a few months after das agreed to take care of her so when she went to take care of her mama her mama the motherfucking ended up dead too wait oh my god Shortly after Come her on. mother's, shortly after her mother's, this is a historical record, okay? But how is nobody connecting the common denominator in all these cribs? How she look coming in out that court going to jail? <laughs> Giggling granny, you Oh, said. I don't know. She just stopped breathing. It's crazy. It's like... This This is like, um. did y'all ever watch the worst, what is it? The worst roommate or something? Yes. About that lady had put the all the people in the yard. Yes. yes. This is like her. So people, y'all can give old people all that grace. Of y'all. I don't yeah. Like people, people did like not that. put two and two together. Cause they're like, that's a little mm-hmm. old lady. You know, even when they were, uh, when the investigator was at the house, remember mm-hmm. she was like, can I go get food across the street or whatever she said? And he was like, yes, of course. Mm-hmm. And then she dipped. Ow. Out okay. No, that's why I, old people. Let me tell you something. Only thing you old mean is that you didn't been around long long enough to see how to do it and get away with it. And I'm okay. watching your old ass. <laughs> I don't give a fuck because it ain't it ain't got to be no physical kind. I would never do that. I'm not the type of person, and I ain't even really gonna disrespect no old person verbally. But that don't mean I gotta trust you. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Okay, if you this don't believe me, though. Google Nanny Dawes. No, now shortly after her mother's death. One of Nanny's sisters died suddenly <gasps> after having contact with Nanny. Damn. Now, while she was handling the shit with her mother, like dealing with her mother's health, which you already know what happened with that, the insurance money, all that stuff. But that's why her husband was really doing all that cheating and shit. So after she, quote unquote, took care of her mother and sister, you know who her attention focused oh, on. Oh, damn. Her cheating ass husband. It was so bad with him. All they know is that he died under mysterious circumstances. Her final victim was Samuel Doss of Tulsa, Oklahoma. He wasn't no drunk, nor was he abusive. He only made the mistake of telling his wife that she could only read the magazines or watch television shows that were for educational purposes. See, he tried to control her. (laughs) If he never would have put his foot on her like that, Maybe he would have stayed Talk alive. Talk about picking the wrong He said, bitch, you're stupid. She said, oh, I'm stupid, huh? You don't fuck around and find <laughs> but out. But she took his last name, so it must have been something a little different. Uh, well, I, I she one of the magazines she all read. All their last names. She just dosed oh, because, you know, that, yeah, that, that was, was the last, last one. stop on the train. Damn. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know. On the, on the murderous on train. The tricky train. Now. <laughs> Okay, what so in this case, fuck? she laced a prune cake with poison. Now, to me, yeah. eating oh, a prune, prune cake, cake is already yeah. bad enough. Gross. That's the poison. Yep. <laughs> but white people can't cook like that. To, right, know. to begin but with. But normally, yes. like, southern white people can cook. Y'all do know that, right? Yes. There's some white people in the south, yes. especially, like, them Cajun white people and shit. Mm-hmm. They can burn I be seeing them throwing up on, a U- on YouTube. We they was all right with Paula Dean until we find out, you know, she was calling that man black and y'all. shit. And tell him, yeah. <laughs> Come up, come up off that wall and shit. You know, hurt motherfucking ass. <laughs> I hope she slip on the butter. But uh, anyway, <laughs> so she laced a prune cake with poison. He spent a month recovering in the hospital. So she almost, almost, uh, <laughs> but like Brandy said, almost doesn't no, count. No, no. So a few, and I'm not even going to do it. I no, couldn't do it right no, there. Side thing. I was just going to no, keep going. No, yes. Now, Thank you. A few days. This is so funny the way they got this written. They said a few days after he got home, poison lace coffee finished him off. So if the cake, the prune cake didn't get him, the cup of Joe show did. But that's where she made her mistake, y'all. This is how she got caught up with oh, friend. The, the accountability you're looking for, the red flags, <laughs> the signaling that you're looking for. Here's where it comes into play. 
The doctor who had treated her fifth and final husband suspected foul play during his month-long hospitalization, but he didn't have no proof. So mm. he knew he said something ain't, something ain't right around here because I know just like me, he probably was wondering why the fuck would you eat a prune cake in the first place? Like <laughs> she should have put that shit in a pound cake or a motherfucking like a you know a coconut cake or a coffee cake, some shit niggas eat. And why was she poisoning everybody cake. the same way? The same. Like, now you were dumb. I guess she just, she just had her method. Yeah, but of too. course they go. But then again, the autopsies said different things, right? Because it was especially like especially back drunk. then, because they was just right. holding yeah. a flashlight over you. That like was back your then, it was probably like. <laughs> Back like then it was probably uh, like easy, like when you know you could steal because there was no cameras around. So right. she just had her poison. She was like, oh, they can't really detect this shit. Motherfucker died. They just died back right. then. It really ain't even no record of, you know what I'm saying? No, ain't no tests. You know what I'm saying? No cat no scans. No you know what I'm saying? None of no, that. None of it. I mean, they, Justin said they just put a flashlight in your eyes. Right. What happened to it? Motherfucker looked like it might have been a... Uh, now, I don't know. It's the stroke. Fuck it. That's what. That's how they autopsy motherfuckers Hell. back then. But anyway, not this doctor because he smelled a rat or a prune cake. So he convinced <laughs> Nanny, who was going to receive two life insurance benefits after the fifth husband's death, so she was going to get two from him. What does that mean? Two? Oh, two. Like she had two, two policies. Two, uh, like. She was scamming any fucking way. So you know she has worked the system. You know she had one set of policies that the county and another one at the state. Probably some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Back then there wasn't no cross-reference. It was just wherever you ended up and, you know, said what you said, that's what it was. It was a great time to get away with shit back then. Damn. But not so much because the physician said that it wasn't a good idea because he said that he wanted to perform a real autopsy on the body or whatever. And he said it was a good idea because the autopsy would save lives, blah, blah, blah. And he really just wanted to get in there and get the proof that she had poisoned him. And so he did. He found huge amounts of arsenic in the Samuel wow. Doss's body, alerted the police, and the bitch finally got cuffed and booked in 1954. That's a long wow. time to be getting away with shit. But she actually confessed to killing four out of five of her ex-husbands, but she did not confess to her family members, even though everybody knew her ass did it. Um, the authorities exhumed, so they then dug up the victims, and they oh found, you know, now now they want to do police work. So they dug up the victims, um, found rat poison in their bodies and arsenic. So, Ew. yeah, um, that's how she was killing everybody. Um, and she, you know, she went to prison and, you know, that's what happened or whatever. Um, all in all, the authorities suspected that she killed 12 people. Most of them were her blood relatives. What the fuck? I wonder, like, I mean, well, did she ever admit to it? Yeah, she confessed. So she, but she didn't say why. I mean, like why she blamed it on her brain injury. Oh shit. But peep this. They called her the Giggling Granny. This is where the ju- journalists and shit gave her that nickname because every time she would tell the story of how she killed her husbands, she would laugh about it. <gasps> All these photos of her, she's laughing. They have her smiling after signing a statement um, for the Tulsa officers admitting that she killed the four husbands with rat poison. She's smiling at the table as she's signing the deal. Not Bro. the deal, but signing her, you know, signing her life away, deal, basically. Like she got a, a record mm-hmm. deal. But wait, so do y'all think it's it's fair? Like if you really suffered this severe head injury that they said she wasn't the same person after. There's a little bit more. Because oh she said that uh, <laughs> she wasn't after the insurance money after all. She just said that 
reading the romance magazines had a profound effect on her and she was searching for the perfect mate and the real romance in life. And when one husband became too much, she just killed him off and moved on to the next love. Wow. Um, and since most of her husbands already had underlying health issues like alcoholism or heart conditions and shit like that, the doctors and authorities never suspected that she was literally serving up dope. You know what I'm saying? And, and, but what about her mama and her sister? Right, and I was thinking they was women. Nephews. They were women. It's crazy that she you killed know how her husband. Back then, they didn't give a damn about none of that. It's crazy that she killed her husbands because you know they were like failed loves. But then it's like most of your victims were your fa- your own damn family. Yeah, like you also killed your whole nuclear family, damn near. Except like for the her grandkids. Dad. Like what That's the fuck? Crazy. Like, she was a nuclear with bomb. Them? Like Jesus. Like, oof. Not the know. giggling granny. The giggling granny. Well, she ended up going to prison for life. Of course, wow. many people as this bitch didn't kill. I know they threw her ass. Get your get your ass in and slam the door behind her. How much time she even have left? <laughs> well, she died in prison in 1964 while she was serving a life <gasps> sentence for that murder. She died in prison. So somebody, something wasn't funny to somebody. Okay. It was like, uh-uh, bitch. <laughs> or somebody, somebody probably seen her going in the cabinet getting that uh, that rat poison and grabbed that hand. <laughs> Somebody did her. Stop <laughs> somebody did her ass like like. Well, she was uh, laughing a little too hard. So when I was like, "Not down. so fast, bitch. Let's get it right here, right now." You know them jailhouse fights. They got her Yo, ass that's up the, out of there. That's Dude. the wildest part about prison, too. It's like you sharing a cell mm-hmm. with a bitch that killed twelve people. Mm-hmm. Like and just smiling and giggling right, all the time. And you gotta go to sleep around and her. Eating and yeah, and it's, like, the, and it's the, the jail in like the fifties too. Like, <laughs> like nasty shit, and then her ass just looking all sweet all the damn time. I would be terrified. And giggling Mm-mm. in this while you trying to sleep. No, yeah, I, mean, I just don't understand. You know, and back then, you know, for her to just be able to get away with all that—that's white. That's she was. Was she oh, one of the first white privilege? Is white privilege? Mm. Yeah, she was a Karen, a nanny. It would have got me after the first one. <laughs> first one, get her. You know, my ass wouldn't even have made it to the store. Life in general. The general store. <laughs> they would have got me and had me somewhere shackled up working. Ooh. So. Yeah, Jesus so that's Christ. the story of Nanny Ro- Nanny Doss, the giggling granny. God damn it! That was um, good. Yeah, a city woman. For real. Wow. Shout out to William DeLong and John Kirowski, who checked William DeLong about what the fuck he wrote in the first damn place. <laughs> and uh, that's it for this week's Crime Zone, baby. Shout hey. out to uh, the giggling granny, Nanny wait, Dogs. Wait, wait, but but did we answer Fran's question, though? Which, Which was one? What? Do we Why think that we the, the uh, head injury... Oh, yeah. Like, can you bring that up in court as an excuse? She has CTE. <laughs> Bitch you know what's funny? Football. I said that and I I couldn't remember what it was called. I kept saying C A T. I was like, it's not cat. What is it? C something. <laughs> it's C T E because mm-hmm. they say that certain hits, depending on the severity and like how it happens <clears throat> or the continuity of it, they will change your personality over time. They get very aggressive. So I wonder if this would count as a case of that, where it's just like one massive severe blow. She lied so much though. She you know she wasn't nothing but a damn criminal. So she was lying about everything. That probably she probably was all right. That's true too, because she could be using this whole like oh the as romance novels as a way to dumb down. You know, at her the end real of the day, position. you was a motherfucking serial killer, and you took <laughs> advantage of them niggas that you met in them romance columns. 
and, and you, you put that it. death pussy on them, every one of them you got, <laughs> oh my God. and killed them. And you then took that woman, your daughter's chair. Where is Melvina, the daughter? I want to know what she got to say after the you didn't kill her motherfucking pussy. children. Same way, same way, same death you cast on your mother. Melvina, well, she didn't have to get you because they they let the system get you. You died in jail, serving life in, life in prison for the way you didn't kill these men. And that's what she these did. Men. That's what she, she did. Fucked up, man. She fucked up, man. That's fucked up, man. The giggling granny. Furthermore to the fucking reason why I don't trust no old people. I told you. <laughs> Look at her ass smiling. This who the OJs was talking about. They smiling in your face all the time. They want to take your place. The, the, the grinning grannies. That's who she was. <laughs> Wait, I have to tell a, a personal story that's just... <laughs> Come on with oh, it. Oh, God. Where are we even finna go? I feel like I told y'all this. <laughs> okay, so you my, get one, so it gotta You be know funny. my grandpa, how he died, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he died um in the heat of the right. night. <laughs> Which Quite is a good way to go. <laughs> if there's ever been a way, my th- okay. if there's been a last memory to have... Okay, I thought that that was an awesome way. Obviously, my family was very embarrassed, um, and my grandmother was embarrassed to have to say how it went down. I thought it was cool. I was like, yo, that's some G shit. Like, I love that. Yeah, but here's the thing. So she had, you know, years passed, and my grandma had a a boyfriend, and he passed the same And one of my cousins was like, okay. <laughs> no. Suddenly Seymour as pussy. Oh my God. <laughs> the baddest. That's all I'm saying. The baddest. Oh my God. The baddest. <laughs> fuck Portia. Oh my God. <laughs> fuck, no. fuck Evelyn. You know what I'm saying? No. <laughs> but is it just fuck me? Lori. But that's so fly to me. I was like, yo, what? that's so fly. <laughs> I would be honest. You know what? Y'all need to get her a Letterman jacket. Okay. <laughs> Rest in peace. Rest in this peace. Is the one yeah, that yeah, yeah. But, you but, know, but, uh, for, for her honor, iconic. for real. <laughs> and my uncles were like so embarrassed. Like they thought that was some kind of like stain. I'm like, what? That's fly as fuck. That's a, that's like a, a, a Girl Scout badge. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you got the badge for the best. <laughs> First place. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Last place. <laughs> okay. Giggling grannies. All right, man. God that. bless your grandmother, friend. Because yep. that is the that is I you felt very about, proud of my bloodline. I mean, that is there is power. You're talking about a torch to carry. <laughs> that's a, that's okay. a lineage. What pedigree? <laughs> pedigree. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I love my... I'm going to tell you is this. I love my family. Okay? That's all I'm going to say without saying too much. I love my grandfathers. I have had... God bless my grandfather. God rest his soul. And God bless my grandfather that's living right now, who I told y'all that video of him and that mink coat walking to his car. So damn cute. I love my grand... They have given me what I needed. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? And I'm blessed to have those character traits. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I'm a, I'm a, and I'm a, and I'm a stand strong. On it. <laughs> okay, I'm a hold we, it down. And we ain't talking hot dog fingers. We ain't talking hot dog fingers. Okay, I'm a, I'm a stand strong on it. Look here, friend. 
the shout out to your grandma because that's, that's right. Lineage. Legacy. Generational wealth. Act like you know. 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 Act like you know, God. Yeah, you got me. Shit. I don't. I don't. Because I got the game from the old. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I can't continue. E to our boy Tambien. <laughs> Shit. Look, let me tell you something because you got to honor people's legacy Ooh, and the God. life that they have lived. You understand what I'm oh, saying to you? God. That's the real lesson and the real that's all that's right. what it's all about. <laughs> I can't wait to hear people tell stories about some of the shit I done did and said. <laughs> Okay, because I'm gonna be under the dirt. I'm gonna be the giggling dust. I'm gonna be under the dirt smiling. I know Tupac said, "Bury me a G." I meant it. Uh, I want. Oh I'm gonna be down there just like this when y'all be talking about my shenanigans. <laughs> like Oprah, like Oprah holding the arms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yo, I'm literally in tears. Okay, Ooh, and another thing too. <laughs> Because I've been thinking about this ever since I seen Aretha in that casket with that stitch in her ankles. I'm gonna oh, tell you gosh. something. Not the stitch. Please. I want to grab. I want to grab my. I want to grab myself in my casket. No, we are not allowing. <laughs> you know how? You know how? That's the best way I can describe it. I want. I want to grab myself in my casket. If a goddamn it, if Aretha Franklin can cross her ankles. In a red pointed toe pump. You want them to put you put a stitch? Gray sweats and put a you see the palm of my hand. It's it's already <gasps> marked. You see the you see the lines, you see the crossroads. Meet me at the crossroads right here, so I won't be lonely. You see, you see that line right there. Tell me what that's where you put the stitch. Put the stitch what right here and happening? then put a put another one in between these two fingers and on the no. tip of this one so that my hand be like this. Oh Could you God. imagine pulling up put to it a right funeral there. home and seeing some shit like that? Put me in a suit and everything. Put even put <laughs> hell. Put one of the arms like cross the chest like it's supposed to be. <laughs> but just make sure you got that other hand just like this stitched right down. It'd be because I want motherfuckers to know I wait, still ain't wait. playing. I still did ain't playing. See, did y'all see the video of the dude in the club that was standing dead? up? Yeah. Oh God, no! You know, because people just take things too far. Now, I'm just asking for a minor adjustment <laughs> in positioning. This motherfucker is a dancing. That freaked me out. Like I'm often people celebrating death the way they see fit. I mean, who you, who but are you to tell a ridiculous. family? But that's why I would have passed out. And who want to breathe or, breathe in a club with a dead damn body standing up? Like, that's what I was thinking. All that airborne shit. I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you me. I, act like you know, act like you know. <laughs> and get the fuck out the door. What you mean? They Frank, can you imagine? People, wait, they said some people didn't know and they just came into the club. Oh no! No, could you, could you, could, y'all? Hey, you know, we would have pregame. We would have pregame first anyway before we were, so we would have walked in a club already lit, and I'd have been like, "I'm never smoking again." <laughs> but, this is but, it. I'm never but, smoking. But what if we walk again. in and play a March Madness? So you thinking it's lit? Do you see that? <laughs> <Could> you, <laughs> 
What's, what's Dustin's favorite song? Dreams and Nightmares. And, and, and what time of year was it? Because I hope it wasn't in October. If that happened, this was if like y'all motherfuckers pop a dead month. body up in the month of October, close to Halloween, no. I'm telling you right now. Like, no. If you die in October, God damn it, you better adjust your paperwork. I see your ass standing up in the club. Honestly. Okay. For Honestly, you know what? You th- you gave me something to think about. I need to put that in my will. You gonna, if you I gonna die, hold yourself too? If I die per- no. in the month of October, preserve me <laughs> to and announce after Push it so to we November. Can per- yeah, yeah. I, look, I'll be gone till November. <laughs> like, literally, because <laughs> it would be just my luck. I die in October. Everybody think like, is this nigga doing some Halloween shit? It's like, nah, that nigga dead. Like, no, no, no. We gotta change the episode title. It's gone till November. <laughs> gone till November because fuck that. You and write I'm that telling down, you, because I'll forget. I want to hold myself in my casket. <laughs> so y'all better leave the bottom door open. You know how they be closing that bottom door and just leave the front, the top door open. I want both my, I want a four door cast. I want my shit open so you can see what I'm doing with my hand. Because oh, even though I'm, you know, a lot of people think they, they won because you the one died. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people, motherfuckers, you got beef with it. You know, people you might have had that misunderstanding and made up with, but y'all still really mad at each other. You know, if you die first, people think they won. So I want to have my, I, I want to have my hand. I want to hold myself in my Ooh, casket gosh, so the motherfuckers you are know. All today, bitch. I might be hold dead, yourself bitch. As you're carrying, if I would, if I would, yeah, I want to hold myself. Not if I wasn't. All you right, gotta put, you got to put like an Instagram caption somewhere around it to really justify, like, and not even, not only justify, but also heighten. Dustin, if you don't take that head off the screen. <laughs> How you going to do your other arm? He said. You... He said. <laughs> I feel like that's fitting for a nigga like me. That's how you, with that's the, how I wait, would look at my casket. You got to have the blunt on your lips. Hell too. yeah. And I want them to do my countenance. <laughs> Y'all ain't never seen me like this. <laughs> Y'all ain't. So I don't want my face looking like that. Like that. You, They make everybody yeah. look like this. I don't want that. I want you. I want you to make my face. You know what I'm saying? Make me look like me. Treat me oh, like a treat me. Oh, treat me. Can we bring the wind chimes? Who did the body? Who did the body? Because I wanted to do mine. That's why they're gonna be asking. Because they gonna know that somebody did me right. We gonna call. We gonna call that family. What were they that we did the, the Bernards? Everybody <laughs> Bernard. <laughs> yeah. This is the friends Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney Bundle with new movies and series. On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. I'm in the zone. All right, let's bring in the wind chimes. All right. I literally am like, I have, look at my face. So many moments. Too many. Like a tree. Can that be the period for now, please? So I mentioned last week um, I had gotten a question about my skin. Mm hmm. 
So y'all see how clear it is. It's been looking super beautiful. So it does look good, friend. Thank you. The sea moss and centella uh gel toner is what I mentioned last week when I told y'all that I would mention the final product I added, which was the clear complexion brightening lotion. Same mm-hmm. company, Exora BB, which is Exora Botanical Beauty. Exora bad bitch. Right? <laughs> Truly. She should write that as a slogan. So this is an oil-free, <laughs> an oil-free moisturizer that helps even out your skin tone. Um, I love it because I have noticed that it's increased the clarity. Like you just see um, it's repaired any damage I've had because I had some issues right here in my jawline, mm-hmm. which is tends to be hormonal. Mm-hmm. And you know, it fights acne bacteria. If that's something you're, you're experiencing right now, it boosts the skin's hydration properties. That I can absolutely mm. co-sign my skin. Every time someone sees me, whether it's on camera or in person, the first thing they say is, you're glowing. Looking and all zooey. Yeah, all zooey. <laughs> so that <laughs> is something I can definitely attribute to the brightening lotion. It controls oil production, too. If you're someone that tends to get a little oily, I tend to get oily okay. in my T-zone. So that's yeah, nice, especially yeah. for camera work. You don't want to be like blotting mm-hmm, your skin. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, lightens dark spots. So if you're having any issues, you know, hyperpigmentation and it minimizes pores. I definitely am someone with pores you can see and it helps to have a cream like this that helps minimize how they appear. Um, on my ass cheeks. <laughs> so, and you can use this all over. That's the thing. It's not just for the face. It's also for the body because it is a, a lotion. <laughs> so anywhere you're having <laughs> issues, It'll definitely help you out. You'll see results very quickly. So once again, that's the Clear Complexion Brightening Lotion. Your so, shit do look good and healthy, all jokes do. aside. Like, your Thank skin you. looks great, friend. I thought it was just like you being in a different environment. I mean, I, that's definitely contributing, but my skincare has... Once I added these two products, it's almost like that was what I was missing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that creates the donkey milk in chamomile facial cleanser that's the cleanser i use then i mentioned the sea moss and centella gel toner that's mm-hmm. the second step then i use the clear complexion brightening lotion and then at night i add on the donkey milk and argan or moisturizer so i kind of double up my moisturizers for nighttime because i'm like at night when you're sleeping is when your skin's really doing most of the work most of the repair work so I like giving in that extra boost. So I use those four products at night. That's my night routine. And then during the day, I don't do as much. I just use the cleanser and the brightening lotion and that's it. So I keep it like a little bit lighter and cleaner and then do the heavier regimen at night. Now I do add a scrub that I use every other day. It's not a fancy scrub. I've used high end, low end, you name it. And for some reason, this is just always my favorite. It's the Frank Body. And mm. I'm sure you guys have seen ads where like the scrub. girls, yeah, that they had the like coffee grounds on their face. Mm-hmm. It was like a big promotional thing that was going down a couple years ago. Yeah, it so, looked like an animal shit in their face. <laughs> I Somebody with diarrhea, baby, spray them. <laughs> I've seen that. So that's the body scrub, but they also came out with a, a coffee scrub for the face because obviously you're going to use it very differently. It's a little lighter. The granules like aren't as heavy, so you don't create any tears in your right. skin. Some of y'all ashy face motherfuckers still use the regular one though. 
<laughs> this is for the people with sensitive skin. <laughs> and this isn't for everybody because I know some people don't like the more manual scrubs right. like that you can feel. Some people like the more chemical ones, you know, like the acids. But this to me, I you have to use what works well for your skin type. And this right. has just always worked well for me. I love the scrubs, the manual scrubs. My skin responds well, as you can see. So I use it every other day. So that's about, what, two, three times a week. And it's it's good. It Especially if you're, like, out, you know, you your skin gets oily, sweaty, been in front of, like, lights all day. It just kind of helps my skin reset at night. So I feel like I have to exfoliate. Like yeah, I, smoke, I have to. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm 6'1". And you're in New York. Yeah. <laughs> You got to scrub that skin off your big yeah, tall I have, ass. Like, I get have your to ass scrub. Yeah. It's just it feels not like an it really, option. Like, gets in there, you know. Yeah, and it feels like it helps the products absorb a lot better to just slough off all that dead skin and all just the pollution. You that can might just be put anything on, on, but you know, if you got to really do some reconstruction, you got to get okay. in get in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what you got to do. So that's the scrub that works for me. Um, it's something that. I've just it's been tried and true I've been using it for years now so that's those are like the five products that I've been using so I wanted to just put that regimen into your awareness I know the skin is something that's very unique everyone has you know their different issues with their skin and mm-hmm. looking for different things but this is to me a very basic skincare regimen in case you don't know where to start and you're just looking to try something, I think this is a great lineup. It's it's works well with most skin types because I've seen the responses on Twitter and even on her site. You read the reviews and people are just really happy. Donkey milk is just the truth. I don't know. That extract works. My skin is so happy. And I have used really expensive skincare. Like there was a while that I was like only using Tata Harper. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. anybody that uses Tata Harper will tell you that shit is not cheap. Like my regimen would easily cost six, seven hundred, eight hundred dollars for the mm-hmm. most basic of products. Like that's not even me going, you know, and mm-hmm. overextending in any way. So that ain't even no serums. That's that just is, a you wash. Know, <laughs> the toner and a cotton ball, maybe in essence, you know, <laughs> one cotton ball. <laughs> so. You know, it can it can get pricey if you're someone that loves skincare. So I love that this is a lot more affordable. It's practical. It works. And it's black owned, which to me yes, is like Lord. my ultimate favorite that I was able to switch over to that. So Exora uh, Botanical Beauty and the Clear Complexion Brightening Lotion. And that's it for this week's wellness segment. Let's jump to Asante. What you got for us this week, Mr. Music Man? Woo! We're going to get this started talking about some artists. I haven't mentioned some artists in a minute. Um, A lot of music videos have happened. Actually, I want to just start this in a very random place because um, I had a couple of conversations over the weekend just with random people about music and I don't want to incriminate anyone so I won't say anybody any points any times or anything right um (laughs) but what I will say is it was really interesting okay well first Justine Skye she drops her new single What A Lie the video is out for it and I guess it's a record um in response to her breaking up with Giveon who she exposed as a cheater towards the end of last year um video's cute I love Justine Skye. I've always rooted for her. I always want more for her. Uh, she also performed the song, and uh, the set looked great. She sounded cool. So 
out here rooting for Jesse and Sky, check out What a Lie. Um, moving alongside of that, Giveon's released his single, Lie Again. <clears throat> was it a response? Like, were they dissing each other through R&B songs? So yeah, this is called Mess. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> of course... <laughs> It is, um, it is, of course, mess, yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad you asked, Fran, because I kind of sort of wanted to address this, but I don't know how to do it delicately. So everybody just take whatever I say with whatever you get from it, right? Stand strong just, on that shit. <laughs> Justine Sky, first of all, as a chocolate girl doing like pop music, R&B music, staying power, amazing. Like, I am so shocked to see her still coming around doing all this music, but I'm glad and thankful that she continues to go on strong. She's but so one of the, pretty. She's beautiful. Beautiful. Beautiful, uh, beautiful look. Beautiful voice. I, beautiful tracks. I love a, a lot of things about Justine Scott. One thing I will say, I don't know if it's somebody in her or her team, but a lot of the projects, they just lose steam. I don't know if we don't get enough visuals. I don't know. Something always falters with the promo a little bit. With that said, Giveon dropping his song, performing at Coachella, and then dropping this visualizer, and then dropping a music video. I feel bad because I know a lot of people... And I'm not saying this for me. These are part of the conversations I had this week. I know a lot of people are really going to look and put these things side by side. And they're going to say, ooh, who went harder? Who had the better response, right? <laughs> I, and know I, just, you, I know who you I know. You know who, <laughs> I just want to say, <clears throat> Justine Scott, you were the one that was broken up with and you came out. But Gibby just came out really, he ate really her hard. Up. He ate her up. <laughs> he, he did. He, did. he ate her up. Like, I, I mean, like I said, he previews it at Coachella and then drops it and then the music video is budget on budget on budget. I mean, he's in the middle of the street. Uh, all the venues he's like walking by has his name on it. He's controlling the traffic lights, uh, overlight in the, in the middle of the street. Like, it was just like, wow. Yeah, I mean, somebody, it's a winner and a loser in every fight. <laughs> I didn't pay attention to be I, honest. You know, I usually don't like to address the mess, but it just was so like. So let me ask you this, Asante: Were those tweets real? I saw some tweets. Maybe somebody made it, but it looked like a tweet that Justin Sky said something about that. She called it something like that. Went, I heard that lame ass song back in. Oh, Trump. I did see that. It was her. That I was saw real. This, that was her from her account. She was like that weak ass song. <laughs> Listen. Oh, but, oh. Have y'all heard uh, both songs? No. Nah, I've been stuck okay, on so, Pusha T. I, I, nah, I hear you. Um, Justine Sky, she's done. She does this thing sometimes, like, I, and I just attributed it to maybe she work with Party Next Door, but she'll do like these ad libs on a track that are a certain way. And so on this new song, she does this ad lib where she's like, Ugh, uh, and like she like in the video like what? spits a peach out, and she like did it live. <laughs> But before she did the ad lib, she did this weird like, like you know the the dance when you like have throw your legs out and your knees in. She like does that and then does the note. There are just so many things that are off with our rollout for this, and it was upsetting me. Wait, where so, is this? Where can we see? This? <laughs> she performed on. Because I uh, am not getting the vision. <laughs> okay, so in the in her music video is when she spits the peach out, but when she's performing on uh. I'm trying to tell you right so now. So what is this supposed to mean? I guess he left a bad taste in her mouth. I uh, oh, I don't know. Okay, like, that makes it make sense. It's just that the it, it was just that such his a peach is nasty. It was <laughs> so he needed tushy. So maybe he need the cold. What's our tushy bidet cold? Maybe Gibeon needs to turn it on. Maybe he needs to sit on the tushy and put some water up underneath his asshole. 
she performed. <laughs> she performed on Jimmy Fallon, uh, and this oh. happened ten days ago. So a lot of oh, this wow. is fairly old, and so it's like I'm, I'm sure somebody's like, we didn't care about it then, we don't care about it now. However, you may, it came across my desk this weekend. And I was just looking at all of looking at all over the uh, reviewing materials rather, and I just found all of it to be quite interesting. So. Shout out to everybody on their musical journeys and, you know. Give y'all boo-boo ass. <laughs> <laughs> His boo-boo peach. Um, I also want to give a shout out to uh, everybody who was tweeting us to check out Coco Jones on the Terrell show. Oh, um, I love her so much. I'm Coco obsessed Jones, with Coco Jones. Woman. It's having a great season. Uh, mm-hmm. Her single caliber. I don't know if I already talked about her performing on the Terrell Jones show, but she performed and uh, she looked amazing. She sounded great. But I really want to shout out uh, the Terrell show in general and uh, Stevie Mackey, um, vocal mm-hmm. coach. Both of them, they I love to see the growth and the expansion on their YouTube channels. Um, the Terrell show, uh, cool. He's always, first of all, it's always looked like expensive on his set, right? But to see the live performances between him and various artists, it's really, really dope to see. And then Stevie Mackey, uh, always hosting various uh, Taco Tuesdays in his home in L.A. Uh, now Everybody he does be them. in there singing their ass off in them purple lights. Yeah, now there's a venue <laughs> with purple lights, <laughs> and it looks really, really dope. It sounds good. Uh, everybody just go, let Shout me ask you. Stevie Mackey. That's iconic L.A. shit. Hell yeah. I Being wish I would have. Yeah. to that house and witnessing right. that. That's iconic L.A. shit, for real. I wish What's I was up, there Stevie for the Mackey? chapter to, to go into the Stevie Mackey household, but it seems like now that he's upgraded, it might not be a thing anymore. But, um... Who knows? He might still do it something intimately for the close ones. And hopefully one day I'll become close enough. Um, anyway, uh, please just go. His name is Stevie, S-T-E-V-I-E, Mackie, M-A-C-K-E-Y. Um, he has various artists come, uh, Duran Bernard, uh, Avery Wilson, anybody and everybody you could think of. Uh, Amber it's always, Riley. Amber Riley, or Riley, um, yes. Um, everybody. Wasn't J-Lo over there? What? I don't know if J Lo made yeah. her way right before J- she Jennifer did Lopez? that. Let's get loud! Right before she did that, let's get loud shit at the inauguration. She was singing. There was video of them singing at the piano and shit. He was training Jennifer Lopez. Oh, I thought you meant J Lo was on the Terrell show. That oh no, like, no, no! I mean, uh... she was singing with Stevie Mackey. No, not the Terrell show. But oh, everybody be on that show. She was there singing um, "Sweetest Love." Oh no, "Sweetest Live oh. Vocals." Oh, okay, never mind. I was has, to say, has I India know. been on the Terrell show? Because that needs to happen. Huh. I don't know how we get that popped off. Somebody India needs to be on Terrell show. India needs to be on Colors. She does. She needs a tiny desk. Like, come on. All that. Come on, world. Let's she get was just that on happening. tour um, with Mayor Hawthorne. We couldn't remember yeah. his name last time. I remember just for you, oh friend, God, to give him respect was. this week. India was on tour with Mayor Hawthorne. Uh, she's also done shows with Harry Styles, who, you know, I'm sure he speaks very highly of her, but she speaks so highly uh, of him. So that was the Grammys, remember? She was mm-hmm. like his background. Mm-hmm. Yeah. India or India Sean is the shit. Yeah. So yeah. let's just parlay on over into the India Sean corner and just praise her. Everybody go check her out. Um, Please. If you've heard any of her music, just go ahead and tweet her with some of your favorite songs. Uh, get to know all of the catalog. She is Please. just an amazing no soul singer, songwriter, artist. Yeah. Everything about her is just beautiful. And I just, I love her for life and lifetimes. So shout out to India Sean. S-H-A-W-N if you're trying to find her. She got a song that makes me cry, y'all. 
She has a few of those. Okay. <laughs> um, yes, please request India Sean so we can see her on the road uh this summer. Matter of fact, summer. this will be my pick this week. And, oh Lord. You love that song. Dustin always has these songs, and I'll always know whenever we talk about specific artists, I always know. Like Don Rashard, 86. Like, like there are just specific artists. I know that there are these ones that just they're the ones. Just and, so, I, and I'm not tripping. These are like incredibly no, noteworthy not. musical selections. You know what I'm saying? I'm not just pulling these songs out of my arse. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Absolutely not pulling them out of your arse. Um those are all oh really quickly and then we can move on to the listens lately uh i want to just shout out kiki palmer <laughs> kiki palmer has a, a new song out it's called bottoms up 2.0 i just oh, live cute. for kiki palmer you say what i said that's so cute oh <laughs> see at first i thought it was shade or something like that I ain't that's know, what but... i that's what i was thinking oh, just no. now i'm like is she is she no, no, no! I like Kiki Palmer. Not no, not, no you. not you, not you, not you. I mean, the song oh, title. <laughs> I was like, because no, bottoms up is a song by Trey Songs, and you know oh, the history between those two people. Right. So that's why I was like, especially with especially with what's going on yeah. right now. And honestly, it, it, it very well might be right. Shot, right. It very well might be. I was actually uh, cleaning up. Uh, I was just cleaning up in my house and I have my YouTube like blasting because I like to let the neighbors know that I am a nigga that likes my music loud so they don't get <laughs> fucked up. Um, and so this, this came on on my YouTube, like just the newest songs. And Kiki Palmer, first of all, it's like pop and she is serving you looks, uh, hair, uh, bars. Kiki Palmer is just reminding you, is she's just giving you another leg of her star quality that we just... We're missing she from her for a while. All, uh, she just she allowed does it you. All well. she, she, she does really it all does. so well. There's like a, an ebb and a flow to her artistry overall, and, and so I appreciate her dipping back into her musical artistry the way that she's doing. Uh, it looks great. Um, the kids are really going to eat it up. And shout out to Kiki Palmer. It's bottoms up 2.0. Uh, just check it out. Just just listen to the girl. Listen to the girl. And can't wait to see her on. You Legendary. ain't gonna play it. Nah, I just wanted to shout her out. I, you know what? I, maybe I'll play a snippet of it for uh, listens lately. I'll play. Yeah, I was just going to play two songs, so yeah, I'll just play her. So, yeah. So, now that's it for the artist to mention. Now we're going get to get to the listens lately, aka songs to play. Fran, you know I would love to know what you've been listening to, what yeah. you've been vibing to, again, what you might have been listening, uh, looking at Lollipop to. <laughs> so, Aaron Ray, shout out to Aaron Ray. Yes. Um, he dropped a new song with D-Smoke last week. What and- up for D-Smoke? <laughs> I can't. And it's called it's called the mood, and it's a really really fly song. This is how it goes. Show. 
I care. Right now I'm about to give another. Isn't that fly? That's the shit. That sounded good. Song and Aaron Ray is spelled A R I N. Um, and R-A-Y Aaron Ray he's based out of LA really dope artist that really dope artist puts out dope ass music honestly I, I haven't heard too many misses from him so I don't know what it is I'm like I how can exactly we get him what more is. and what is it right that's what it is <laughs> everything is all right and he is super cute super talented my god <laughs> And honestly, he should be at the forefront of the conversation. Like, just should be. So check him out. Support him. Shout out to Aaron Ray. Um, And then my next one is West Side Boogie. (laughs) Why y'all laughing? (laughs) West Side Boogie has a song with Shelly, FKA Drum, called I. And it's so dope. And this is how it goes. I like tripping on hoes that bring me more hoes that act right. I, I, I like tripping on hoes that bring me more hoes that act right. I, I, I had to fall before I got it right. Mm, shit. I, I, I took an L the other day, that shit was like, mm, fuck. It's lost a Brody in a dice game. Cry about it. Don't worry about it, shit is life, man. Nigga, don't you leave, that's on God, give me time, man. Got this little cheese that I'ma pick up from my side, they ain't know that I've been uh, big stepping, big stepping, learn my lesson. If the uh, uh, pressing, stepping with my weapon. You got way too many men in me, section all oh, man, shit. Know this bitch ain't hit me, I keep checking, I say, how you love me, only hit me once a month, so you love me. Keep me grounded, I've been with it for the jump, for the jump. I try to bump, suck up bodies in the trunk, all the legends, I don't made it out of slump, I don't tell them like, uh, I had to fall before I got it right. Mm, shit. I, I, I took an L the other day, that shit was like, mm, fuck. These niggas ain't laughing, niggas be bluffing, niggas ain't tough, niggas high as hell. These just be fighting, never got money. Fly, right? Okay. Alright. Alright. <laughs> and I was happy to hear Drum too at the end of that. So check that out. Westside Boogie featuring Shelly FKA Drama. And those are my two for this week. Damn, okay. I I uh Dustin, what you been over there bopping to and vibing to? India Sean, neither do we. I love you, India Sean. It just take a lot out of it. Anyway, so Future Album came out too. Oh Um, boy, that's the reset. (laughs) Yeah, you already know I needed that. So this song right here is called The Way Things Going.
The way things growing, nigga, might not be the back end. Way things growing, got a run out with the F in. Way things growing, only family matters. Way things growing, make a whole crowd scatter. Way things growing, get the money, y'all tap. Way things growing, niggas made it out the block. Way things growing, gotta pull up in that truck. Way things growing. That song is funny to me just because it's called The Way Things Going. <laughs> you never been, and the album is called I Never Liked You. <laughs> and so if you think about you go out the way things going, I ain't going to be dealing with this motherfucker. The Way Things Going is funny. Last song I want to play off that album that is called man. Wait For You with Drake and Tim's because Tim's be singing her yes. fucking ass off on this song. Damn. Early in the morning, late at night. It don't even matter what time it is. Presidential roller, RM, wait. Whenever I found time, it's okay. ATL, Jacob, ATL, Jacob. You pray for my demons, girl, I got you. Every time I sip on codeine, I get wrong. Annoying the sounds of the storm when it comes. She understand I can't take her everywhere, nigga, going. I've been in the field like the children of the corn. I can hear your tears when they drop over the phone. Get mad at yourself cause you can't leave me alone. Gossip and messy, it ain't what we doing. Traveling around the world. Over the phone, dropping tears. I get my bonnet when I do this. When you drunk, you tell me exactly how you feel. Yeah, so that's my songs this week. Now I got an attitude and I'm emotional from listening to that damn India Sean song. <laughs> so. I got to shut up and reset for a minute. I'm finna light up. <laughs> well, while you're resetting, I'm going to hip you all to the Kiki Palmer to, uh, era that is Bottoms Up 2.0. Here we go. Do your thing. Get off the wall. Don't matter what they think. From your fingertips to your toes. You know you have to so let everybody know. Gotta take it low to the flow. From the hills to the streets of the ghetto. There you are. You have to see it with the video because in the Good video, I love Kiki Palmer. That just that one just ain't for me. You know, it ain't perfect. That's why I said if you're into the pop, it's not even pop R and B. It's like pop, like, and that's why the video makes it like, oh, okay, so this is I get pop from all of this. Cool. It'll but probably Ki- blow on TikTok though. With you know, listen, she had an audience from before from making that type of music, so she's continuing to make music for I them. I ain't mad so. at it. it. Just ain't hey, hey, for me, you know. Yeah. <laughs> That was Kiki Palmer's Bottoms Up 2.0. Um, I also wanted to play... Um, oh, there's an artist we've highlighted on this show before. Uh, indie artist. I wish people would have him in the conversation more. He makes beautiful, beautiful R&B music. Um, he is super talented, a friend of the show, 
RK, uh, he put me on forever ago, and I had to make sure I shared him on the show. Uh, but shout out to Sergio. It's spelled S I E R G I O. Mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. dropped an album called Before It's Too Late. Um, and you all need to go out. I mean, you all need to go listen to it before Sergio. it's too late. There are visuals. Um, he looks great. He sounds great. The music is super, like, it's phenomenal. It just, I love him. I'm going to play just one song because he has a visualizer for it on YouTube. You can check out. Um, it's called Complicated. But honestly, the whole thing is a vibe. Like it's just great, just great R and B music you can play um, to set a vibe as well. I but can't this, find them. S I E R G I E S I E. Because I'm like, all that popped up was an Action Bronson. that ain't him. Yeah, he he spells his name so you're able to find him. Oh, okay, I got him. I got him, Sergio. Got him. Okay. This song is complicated. Homework. There's so many times I've wanted to call you on the phone To see how you would do when if you were I love you, how you were the best Oh baby, yeah, yeah I know that I may be too late to Tell you how I'm really feeling I know that somebody else may have your heart Oh, uh, Sergio Sergio Check him out, again, S-I-E-R-G-I-O uh, tell him that the friend zone sent you, show him love, go back and listen to all his music because he always makes good music. Now I'm just gonna go ahead and tell you. Um, <laughs> last person I'm gonna mention is Guap Dad 4000. I just like, uh, I just love Guap Dad <laughs> He 4, cracks me up. I love his voice. His <laughs> personality is just so cute to me. I love that his voice matches his personality, like the right. whole persona, even the music, like it's all, it's, it's, it's so all inclusive. It's, I, I love it. <laughs> Um, this this track is Black Iverson, Guap Dad 4000. Listen to the explicit version. That's all I listen to anyway. Here we go. Sync Wap that 4000. That 21 bar is so funny because it just makes me think about all the people that are not from Atlanta, but they claim it or they hide in Atlanta. So if you ever hear somebody say, shout out to Atlanta 21, <laughs> you know, <laughs> might, might in some circles be. I'm a redder. Okay. But, <laughs> this is not Atlanta. <laughs> but <laughs> point still stands. I get it. Uh, 
That's the Music <laughs> Man segment for the week this week. We're going to go ahead and move it on over into TV land. Dustin Ross, please tell us what you watch. I know I don't watch something what you're watching now. Okay, well, I can't you know wait. we're going to talk about the Real Housewives of Atlanta. First of all, we're going to start They're off with back? Candy and the... Yes, they are back. Oh, please shit. continue to watch Candy and the Gang. I believe that this was episode nine this week that just aired. Episode 10 is the season finale. I believe that airs next week. So Candy had two shows on Bravo this Sunday. She'll have two shows on Bravo next Sunday. Make sure you watch Candy and the Gang. Go back. Start at the beginning. It's a feel-good show. You'll love it. Now, The Real Housewives of Atlanta are back. Season 14. Can you believe it's been 14 seasons? That's wow. trippy, God damn. Season 14 premiered this Sunday on Bravo. Great show. Um, we have a gin familiar but still new cast Sheree Whitfield who is an OG from season one she returned Um, this is her third time starting again on the show so she left they brought her back she left they brought her back unprecedented in Housewives history Um, so Sheree is back as a full-time cast member Marlon Hampton has been has upgraded to a full time cast member, aka a peach ah, holder. Congratulations! Yeah. Yes. Um, let's, and let's that kind of help. What makes them upgrade you? Like you just good TV. Several things can contribute to that. What you have to offer as far as the connections you have within the group. Mm-hmm. What you have to offer as far as your personal story, like what's going on in your lot, your personal life. Um, and what else is going on with you, like in the media, the housewives of Atlanta. Now, this is my personal opinion. I think that with the departure of Cynthia Bailey, who had been on the show for 11 years straight, you know, um, Portia Williams, who had been on the show since season five with the departure of both of them and a season that we're coming off of season 13, where it was already like difficult to shoot because of the pandemic. And that translated to a season that was kind of hard to follow for us as fans because of the way they was shot. They really could not craft a real story out of the episodes. And we just saw a bunch of incidents taking place. Mm -hmm. So coming off the heels of that, also losing two basically um, fundamental, like, you know, people in the housewives of Atlanta universe, losing them, we were in a position where we needed people on this show that felt familiar to us, but it still had to feel fresh. What better to do than upgrade Marlo Hampton from a friend of the show to a peach holder housewife. You know, we get to see so much more of her personal story. Now people have long had questions about how she makes money. Who's really in her life, who she dates, what's up with her family. Now we get answers and she's been on the show since season four. So after 10 years, we're finally getting these answers to these questions. And I think that that helped the show feel familiar with the departure of two really big present, you know, personalities on the cast. Um, So Marlo got upgraded to a full time peach holder. Candy Burris is back and being real honest and open. Drew Sedora is back um, and telling all her business in her marriage. Oh, Drew Sedora. Mm hmm. Okay. Drew Sedora is on the show. This is her second, her sophomore season. Um, she got, uh, she's done some, a few different things with like her appearance. Like she got different, you know, hair people and makeup people and shit. And you can tell. Um, so that's good to see because Drew Sedora is pretty as fuck anyway. She's pretty and she's talented. Mm-hmm. All mm-hmm. the critique that people have of her really should just be focused on her participation as a housewife of Atlanta. Right. Cause you can't take away from her, her beauty, nor can you take her talent. She let's be clear. She played t Boss, Okay. Um, but, oh, she played herself on the that. game. But you know, so 
But Drew's back. She has an upgraded look this year. And like I said, her and her husband, Ralph, are being extremely honest about some challenges that they're having in their marriage. And it's not that fake. We're having trouble in our marriage shit that Melissa Gorga and Joe Gorga did over on New Jersey. This is like they really having real issues. Like some bitch really messaged him about massaging him and all this shit that was working for him. And now he didn't really handle it the right way. And they're really having issues with this. And they're mm-hmm. playing, letting it play out on the camera. So it's refreshingly right. honest. And it also creates a space where the other women on the cast will kind of be sensitive to that somewhat. And it'll bond them, you know, as they talk through these problems with her. And we end up getting a show where the ambulance drives down the street that I live on in the middle (laughs) of what I'm saying. And we also end up getting a show where we watch them really have friendships and a real bond in real life on the cameras which makes for a much more pleasant and cohesive watch for us as fans of the show so we're glad to see these things taking place we have a new housewife um sonia richards ross who is a four-time olympic gold medalist one-time olympic bronze medalist yes and she's had other reality show moments before but she's on this show she has connections to the cast through drew sedora and through candy burris um, her and Candy knew each other previously, and she knew Drew previously as well. She's fitting right in. She's a natural fit. Her personality gels well with the cast. She has a quite interesting personal story in that her family all lives in the damn house with her. Mm-hmm. Nine fucking people live in the house. Her, her, her husband, their son, who's like three, her mother, her father, her sister, her husband, their two children. There's nine people in the house. But yeah. I'm going to assume it's like an estate or something, considering her background no it's a um, large home but it's not like a home that you look at and think nine people live in it it looks candy like it's like a four bedroom yeah candy's house is even, way even bigger. i feel like her pool house is bigger okay that might be rude wow. to say, but i feel like it's i mean it's, hey like it's a nice home that. but it you is know, it yeah. is a nice home it's just that you would expect her to be in a much larger to have home. nine people you yeah. know what i'm saying like ah god damn but my thing is if y'all get along like that you know, they are like, arguing on the episode. Oh, well, there goes that. I'm like, guess maybe, arguing oh, maybe they really love each other. <laughs> they like, definitely like love each other. That, that we will say for sure. They are a tight knit yeah. family. They definitely love each other. And it's real. But, you know, teeth and tongue. Johnny Taylor said that blues artist Johnny Taylor, for those who don't know. <laughs> if you know anything about the blues, you know about Johnny Taylor. And Johnny Taylor said even teeth and tongue fall out sometimes. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? You can be very close with a person and still fall out. And at this point, when you grown like that, big grown with a husband or a wife and cheering, you know, <laughs> y'all, there's a lot of people in the house. So, but she said that it's only for a year. She wanted her family to move to Atlanta with her um, and be there with her, with her because they are so closely knit. Um, Her sister is her hairdresser and her mother manages her. I believe she said. Okay. So it's easier work wise probably. Yeah. Yeah, But you know, everybody needs to get their own house. Right, because you know, like if if they had the space to be like, yeah, y'all could stay for a year. It just doesn't seem like it seems like that's their home and then they came to stay later as opposed to being like they had enough space for in case they ever wanted to come stay and it was just like it's just that kind of situation but again it's, it's for a year only and you know, you know since they all worked closely together maybe it works out 
And a lot of people do that. People, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. house their it's family. It's not a shame thing. It was they, just nah, like a, yeah. like a damn. Like, I don't know if I could do a thing. And actually, shout out to no, them for I putting couldn't. that shit on TV. Like, showing <laughs> right. that black families do stick together and do work together to have wealth and work together to, like, put themselves in different positions. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's good to see. It's refreshing to see. I like it. And they Jamaican, so they be speaking patois all the time, and that's fun and interesting to watch. <laughs> so, like you know, they're a great addition to the show. Um, Marlo Hampton is upgraded and raising holy hell from day one, season from episode one of this season. She didn't already cussed people out. She talked about Drews having a French roll, which it wasn't really a French roll because I thought French rolls were like. What's wrong with a French roll? I thought French rolls were like vertical. This bun was like horizontal. It was more like a crescent bun, like. But yeah. Marlo literally looked at Drew and shout out to Drew Shea because he actually sent me a clip of this so that we could laugh, have a personal laugh about it. <laughs> but Marlo actually like went and looked behind Drew's head and pointed her finger and said, "You got a fucking French roll." <gasps> like she was like, "I did French roll in fifty years. Don't do that." And then the Bravo editors, the editing on this episode was wild. The editors put a croissant, like a Stop piece of it. French roll croissant roll next to Drew's hair style <laughs> when she did it. And it was just funny because last season there was a lot of talk about Drew's choices with her grooming and, you know, like her hairstyle choices and stuff. And so you can look at like, you can tell there's been an effort made this season. <laughs> and so for Marlo to go straight for that in the first fucking episode, like when we God, know I Drew's trying to that. do better, it's just like, <laughs> Damn, Marlo. <laughs> and then, then and Marlo was reacting and responding to a conversation that was brought back to her, you know. So it wasn't like Marlo just started out being mean, but she would she did clown her talking about she lit can you imagine somebody looking behind your head and going, <laughs> You got a French roll? Don't do that. Like not don't but, do that. But speaking but, of French, I was mm-hmm. I watched the first uh, you know how they dropped like the first 15 minutes of it or whatever. I was watching it with Crystal. And why the fuck? <laughs> she got on that spelling already, huh? Already. So she ain't even seen the rest of it with the lady said on Sunday. So Marlo oh, has, no. Marlo Hampton has a, um, a, a showroom. Of- a showroom. She has a showroom, a showroom of vintage and archives fashion pieces that she's accumulated over the years. Okay. And she's also purchasing other things that she rents out to studios, to movie productions, to shows, like to do wardrobe. Oh, that's smart. Basically for like, right. you know, Especially industry production. Atlanta, Black Hollywood. So that perfect. sounds like a, a great, a smart investment. Yeah. A so great it's called like archive, like L-E apostrophe archive. And it's supposed to be French, but that ain't how you spell it in French. It should just be the L with the apostrophe. Of course, Kenya Moore, who came in being negative, clocked it immediately and Kenya was being negative under the guise of being nice nasty like she was nice but yeah even though it's misspelled but yeah no it's supposed to just be the L like Kenya was being a bitch and she was (laughs) mad because she had just lost Dancing with the Stars the day before she flew back from LA the day before she got eliminated the day before so I think she brought some of that energy in yeah and I was just like Kenya damn like and you know Marlo all Kenya and Marlo are two people who are going to respond to the slightest hint of disrespect that you throw their way. And so they've already started. In season 14, episode one, they've already reignited their feud and they just made up halfway last season. Oh, my Lord. So. Is Marlo going to change it? Because, I mean, you just going to leave it? 
paperwork's oh, probably Crystal, already been filed. Her Virgo brain. Even though I know you can, you know, pay a fee to change it or you have 30 days in time. So she had time. I just don't think anyone cared enough to tell her. Yikes. She well, looked beautiful at her. Um, she, she had did. an exhibition where she had like the pieces on exhibition or whatever, on which mannequins. made sense to me. But Kenya and them were acting like it was supposed to be different from that. They were expecting a fashion show and they didn't understand that it was an exhibition. And so, um, you know, and plus they have to like, you know, speak on their observations in order for us to have something to talk about when they film this show. Right. So, but she was like, still being a bitch though. Like it was literally like a showroom full of uh, like a ton of almost like that dude's apartment, right? But it was just a ton of mannequins with all of these like fashions on them, and they were just in high different places. couture fashions. Yeah, like. and they were just like the mannequins ain't even got wigs on them, and it was just like, like have you ever you know like New York Fashion Week when they do those showings, and sometimes it's actual models, but sometimes it's just the all models the don't even up. be having wigs on them. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I just thought that it was, like, fucked up that they would just couldn't appreciate. But, again, as Essa said, they just had to give, you know, give stuff to talk about. But it was just, like, damn, they could just at least go around and talk about the actual fashions. Like, they did show, like, the J-Lo dress on display. But I wish they would, like, did. I wish it would have gone a different way. But that's always my thing with some of these Drew shows. got an assistant that's doing too much and getting on oh, my yeah, nerves already. Much. And he's a big part of all the mess that happens this season. And it really pisses me off, like, because he's a total stereotype. Total caricature mm. of the black gay male or whatever, and, and uh, doing way there. too much. But you know, already. E- even so, right? I thought it was about to be because you know the first episode felt like a new. I-, I was actually very worried about this first episode, but it felt like a new generation of housewife, and I was like, okay. This actually feels like nice. Well, it, it still like, felt like the real housewives. Of yeah, Atlanta. it was. It, it was very like a new chapter, so it was of like something it, familiar. Right, yeah. it felt fresh. It was like okay, so. It's like we're starting over, but we still have the the old bitches Elements. and we got some new stuff. Yeah. Like it felt like that, right? So when I saw the gay at first, I was like, okay, we're gonna get like a new chapter of like Miss Lawrence or uh Derek J or something like that. And no, just like it immediately, nope, that's not what we're about to get. That's Miss Lawrence and Derek J had original, authentic personalities that were endearing and attractive to us. There were things that were specific about them and the way they engaged with these women and with each other on this show that we didn't even realize that they, they were different from what, you know, whatever the fuck. We didn't even realize that we were, they were just Miss Lawrence and Derek J. That guy mm-hmm. from that episode last night was putting on a show and an act in order to get attention. And there's a huge difference for me personally as a viewer between the two and it was really really like distasteful to me and knowing that he is involved in a messy negative way as the season moves forward i'm just like yes why like why this trope like just why anyway um any damn way the show was good the episode was good watch the rest of the season yes um and we're gonna talk about the ultimatum on the binge and that's it for tv land this week are you, are you going to watch Atlanta at any point? Probably not, because everybody said it sucked. What about you, friend? I've been watching. <laughs> All right, we'll talk later then, because I don't want to put you on the spot. No, you can put me on the spot. You, I... Yeah, so what do you think of it? <laughs> there, There's aspects of it that are so funny. Like, because it's Atlanta, it's always going to be funny. Like, right. I think the writing is just funny. Some aspects of it are really smart, and then some aspects of it just feel like it's not a show that's for us. 
mm. if that makes sense, you know? Mm-hmm. Like some of the white people and the storylines around them, it just doesn't about feel to like... The bone and, um... <laughs> That whole scene with the funeral and like with Chet fucking Hanks, like. right? And like the the episode before that with the this is how we grieve and right. And so a lot of it just felt. I have to say the reparations episode bothered that's, me. That's they bothered you. I have to say it, it irked the fuck out of me <laughs> having that black lady. is similar to like what Dustin's saying about the tropes, and it's like you yeah. know she knocking on the door like what. And it's just like, come on, but, man. But that was necessary you because you saw how he had to, how he later on humanized her, and was like, but it oh, don't damn. matter to me. It just feels like because <laughs> that's this what the white is folks. the inside of Donald Glover's head and how he perceives black people, and he just gets to play all that out in his shows. Because you've heard from interviews, he already has like a weird relationship with blackness, so. I feel like he's working through those things with this show and it's hard to watch sometimes. That's how Damn. I feel about it. That's my perception. <laughs> but like I said, it's a show that's like funny, smart, irritating. It just covers all the bases. <laughs> so you so, like the Atlanta sh- uh, episodes, like when it's like the cast versus the other ones. Yeah, if it's them, <laughs> sometimes it hits, even though some of it still feels very random. Like I don't understand what this season is about, but... You know, there's things in each episode that I can get something from, like some kind of extraction. But for the most part, I'm like, this season is for white people. That's how I feel. Well, (laughs) I I haven't watched this current season at all. I know there's been like a big creative departure um, in the the approach to the show. Wrong with that? Yeah. I know they're doing some things different creatively this season. Like it Mm -hmm. feels different, apparently. Um, So I haven't watched it, but I have seen. Clips. mixed critique oh, i've seen yeah. people say that they love it i've seen people say that they hate it and it's come from people people that i trust their opinion have been on both sides of this thing so a part of me wants to watch it just so i can come up with my own thing do but it. i don't want to watch it just to be pissed the fuck off like what is this I, because i've waited so long for it to you're come gonna back. be pissed off you think he'll be pissed off i, I think, think be i heard right. it's not even like keeping up the story from the previous seasons or anything. I heard it's like a totally different show. Yeah, no. So so the way that they're doing it is like every other episode focused like on the main cast and then like the the other sides of the other episodes are like um like smaller sides, but really those are those do come off very like each for white people. It's like the season that we were all waiting for in half the season and then the other side of that is these episodes for white people. But um who are the other episodes (laughs) about? If they're not they're, about the they're main just, cast, they're just like it's just random. social commentary, like through and you know they create storylines around specific social commentary. And like you they don't did. see any of the any characters. Of no, they're not in it. In the only episodes. at the end of the first one, did you see it? Because it was like a, a dream within a dream sequence. But outside of that, it's like the first episode, like first third. Uh, fifth, seven, whatever, how many episodes it's going to be. And that Both. one I didn't mind because that one was about the Devante Hart case, right? Mm-hmm. Ooh, let me make sure I'm saying his name right because I don't want to butcher that. So but the that shit one come on I every two mind. weeks. No, so. No, it comes on every week, but every so episodes week like two, it's four, based on six, the cast and then yeah. every other week it's based on a storyline with a white person. So it come on every other week. <laughs> I right. mean, so, so maybe, so maybe if you watch uh, episodes like the, the, the even episodes, so if you start episode okay. two, the even episodes, yeah, for real, maybe. If but you start I think epi- you should watch them all, just because I'd be 
interested to hear your perception of what they're doing this season. But okay, but you have to. So I'm gonna go back and rewatch at the end of the season uh, with just the uh, the um, white people stories, like at the end to see. And then I'm gonna because all of those connect in some. They're very. They are social commentary. So I wanted to see if that social commentary, if I'm missing it in the um atlanta ish episodes because yeah. those already do have their own and i don't i never tie them together but i need to it's a very latasha show and that's why i could talk about her about how much i love them but she also when we were in conversation was mentioning threads i was like oh fuck i totally missed that shit too so like i gotta go back but like in hindsight what she was saying i was like that's totally what that was about so it was like of course like but of course if i say any of them some of them are like oh yeah i got that on the first watch so i'm not gonna share but <laughs> Atlanta is a very interesting show. This is an interesting season, and it is yeah, a very it's it is interesting a very, enough for me to keep watching. I'll say you know that. what it right. You know what it, it's very interesting in an FX way, like how with horror story instead of them doing like how horror American horror story every season is like sometimes the same cast but in different characters. An anthology series, right? So then the, every other episode of this season is an anthology, like in itself, and then like the even episodes are the continuation, which. Uh, there's always some shit in each of those episodes and I don't know if it's because like I don't read I don't read the black people as harshly because I feel like he's talking about black people but then I do read sometimes that it is two white people so that's what I'm like eh. I wonder how it's going to be received critically because this shit sounds like people could perceive it as like brilliant mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying I, or... I see it as brilliant honestly like I feel like he writes very well along the lines of he can give us Jordan Peele type movies if he did like some of those episodes. Oh, yeah. For like sure. like I would watch those movies, depending on how much I you know. But like some of those twenty five minute episodes, I was like, damn, like they really ended and I felt like satisfied, like of the offbeat episodes. But I, I feel you, friend. I, I totally see why it could also be yeah, I have a, a range yes. of emotions. Like even in that funeral scene, the way that he had the family acting towards each other, you know, and this is a Caribbean family. I don't know. I was just like, mm. I can see how some of it could be tricky. Like that right? scene with the paired with the reparations, how he had the black people with the Lambo at the gas station. You know, like it was just like, come on, man. But what about like, the? But what about like the nice dinner at the end of that episode? Right, like everybody was like, like. Just imagine a restaurant full of like black folks, but it's like a normal restaurant. Like it's not just like in a black area where the black folks go. Like it was just good to see everybody being able to break bread and afford after getting our reparations, like things were evening out. Like for me, I thought some of it was beautiful. But again, I can still see like, especially the Chet Hanks, like that bothered me a little bit, but and that's why I was like, mm, Chet I Hanks. <laughs> yeah. Chet Hanks is not Atlanta. <laughs> or is he? And I, and I laugh. Well, that, that episode wasn't even Atlanta. I don't like, even know. like that episode was centered around like a New York family side. Yeah, the and and that, don't get me wrong, I laughed at so many parts of that episode, like with the little white boy. <laughs> I mean, everything about, about you know this. Trinity to the bone, and then when he was like in <laughs> the church going amen hallelujah, <laughs> amen. Amen. <laughs> like this is so like he was funny to me, but I don't know. Like I said, I have a range of emotions with this show, but I still think that Donald Glover is extremely talented. I just think he's working out a lot of things that for me as a viewer, 
I'm perceiving it that way. I, see, I can't I, speak for him. I don't know what his life is, who he is, what he thinks about, but the, I'm perceiving it that way. And sometimes and that's why I said I could feel you because I never even put that into it. But that's also like, uh, I remember Latasha saying something to me about uh, the last season of Euphoria and how she felt like the director was, you know, playing out some of his sick stuff throughout the season. She wasn't sure if we were just going to see. Right. And that right. Could, that's what gets a little tricky. It's yeah. like clearly writers of shows and, you know, they're going to be working out some shit through yeah. these characters and these scenes and these storylines and where they go. And sometimes you watch and you're like, ooh, is anyone I else? I feel like for some of the episodes, he has guest writers too. So would that change your perspective? <laughs> yes and no because at the end of the day he's the one that has the final say on what's created so he congregated with some man it's, it's like, good or it's not like <laughs> you're like bottom line or it's not. yeah like <laughs> but you should watch it and and then kind of like let us know where you lie on that because i definitely I'm will i'm not yeah. i'm not like close to it i'm gonna watch it yeah, I just um, you know, I feel I'm like you should so definitely busy. only watch the even episodes to start. That way, you can get your fi- your feeling fix of Atlanta and what you've been missing, and then I want you to go back and watch the social ones like after aside because I don't want I you to feel see you. Them. But I'm gonna go in the order that it was given to me. You want to watch how everybody else mm-hmm. got it? Okay, mm-hmm. Big yeah, boy, that makes big sense. Boy over yeah. here. <laughs> I wish somebody would have gave me that information beforehand so I could either have looked for how those lessons in those first episodes tied into the second ones, or. I would have been able to take the overall from the odd ones and put them into just how they have gone into the overall series. Cause they just do go into overall like black issues. So then everybody's yeah. probably really pissed. Sorry, Fran. Cause it's the mm-hmm. final season, right? Right. It is, so it's like, yeah. how are you going to go out like that on the show? A lot of people love? want to see, you know, they it's want to see Game of Thrones of you. But to me, it's probably mm. why though, like everybody is a star at this point. Right. And trying to get that cast schedule together was probably a nightmare at this point. You know, they're doing movies, like TV shows, appearances, award shows. Okay, because they Paper got family. The Marvel, the MCU. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Even um Zazie is like, isn't she in Marvel too? Or one of those. Oh, yeah, she's Domi- uh, no, she went Domino. That was Journey. And um, then Lakeith is constantly doing movies and obviously Donald Glover has so it's like imagine trying to get all these people at this point to like do a season of anything (laughs) Zazie nasty ass you know remember she was in that um she's so cute I love her yeah me too but it's like damn girl wash your ass tushy (laughs) (laughs) do y'all watch snowfall no, Jay uh, keeps threatening vi- like violence and bodily harm against me if I don't watch it. So I'm yeah. surprised you, you don't. It's a really good show. I will say this season, which I also think is the last season, or maybe next season is the last season. But John Singleton, after he passed, the show is just so different. Mm-hmm. What? And I just want to know who they let into the writers' room because it is turning crazy like they have tigers and lsd and it's just like what this is a show about the hood you know like where did this come from it just started getting kind of goofy i'm so sorry to say it but i love that show and i'm gonna stick by its side (laughs) but even if they're making episodes about that man in the bronx with that tiger in his apartment (laughs) was it the bronx or which i thought of him yeah or was it it harlem I feel like it was, I thought it was hard. Oh my horrible. God. It, it may have been hard. Where else would it be, honestly? Right. But, I see. <laughs> but I Look. love it. I'm going to stick with it. It's just this last season kind of throwing me off. And I'm like, what changed aside from, you know, John Singleton clearly not being involved? But that's another show that I'm like, well, 
I'm gonna stick beside him. You know what show was bad, and I just couldn't stick beside it. And then I randomly was trying to like catch up on Hulu while I was rolling up, and I just kept fast forwarding through. And then I said no for like two or three episodes. Which Queens? Queens? Because everybody stopped talking oh, about with, that show um, with Eve and Brandy. Yeah. Everybody stopped talking about that show, so I was like, I wonder what happened. But then, like on the I was about to say spoiler alert, but I doubt anyone's going to watch unless they've already watched. But at some one, on one of the episodes, Eve died, and I was like, well, I'm out of here, too. Like, I don't even but know why I'm still here at this point. But she did. <laughs> oh, she I didn't even make die? it to that it point. It was a dream sequence? I, I didn't even come back. <laughs> did you, I didn't even talk it? about it. Yeah, I, I did, because it, you know, you <laughs> ever wanted... It. No wonder he didn't want to say nothing. He just turned his head when you asked. Because you ever wanted like to see good come from? Yeah, something? of course. Yeah, and that's right. These are our favorite it. people. Like I and want then you everybody get on there to and do you it. Watch Eve just fumbling these monologues one after another <laughs> after another, and then you watch Naturi playing this role that is so unrealistic for anyone. It's not it's just her portrayal; much. it's yeah. the role it itself. Just, yes. Then you watch Brandy one minute being a hell of an actor, but then singing these songs that like. The character wouldn't even make that kind of music because the character is written as, you know, the stone cold bitch of the group. But then you, a folk singer. It just, it oh, just was nonsense. A folk it just, singer. So I, do you think the writing just didn't do the show justice? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like and character the writing development. And the performance. Yeah. From mm-hmm. Eve. Yeah. If I'm okay. being honest. And, and Eve can act her ass off. I've seen her do an incredible job. I mean, she had a acting. whole show. Yeah. But. I don't her know acting, what was going on. But also, it, to her credit, right? Or or in her, not even in her defense, but her, she was pregnant. And that, and that was a very high-risk pregnancy for her. I don't, mm. th- I don't think it was expected. And she, you know, they had to shoot around that, which is why they wrote her character that way, like took her out the, you know, said she died. Oh, okay. But then we find out she was really just away at the witness protection program or whatever. Her acting um, for me felt misplaced. I'm sorry. Like, it just felt like she was acting for like blackish or something versus this. And and the tones were kind of up and down on the show. Like, you know how. It just wasn't good. Fran, you know how you, how you, Claus wasn't good for you? Like, I feel like some of the yeah. tones of this show reminded me of Claus. <laughs> and. Mm-hmm. It wasn't good <laughs> for me. I this feel time. like I watched a little bit of the first episode and I knew, you know how you know, like, I mean, yeah. Like, oh, this like, show isn't for me. So I usually just like cut it off. Remy came. Remy Ma? Oh, shit. Like, she got a lead role on it? No, she did like a guest, like an episode arc or whatever. Okay. Um, but she came on there and she was playing like an old rapper who like stopped rapping and then she decided to just, she was really firmly convicted that, you know, rap was not for her anymore. And she was out the game. And then all of a sudden she's just like, okay, I'll do it. And went in the booth. And I'm like, (laughs) 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 it didn't get a second season. I hope it does. I'm not sure if it's been announced yet. So they can work some of that yeah, out. Yeah, I want it to come back because I want it to be successful and shit. And that's why I didn't talk about it because I wasn't going to tear the show down because yeah. I, I want people to, I don't want to, you know, put negative speech out there about yeah. it. But if we're being honest about our takeaway after watching yeah. the season faithfully and being dedicated to it, then I'm going to be honest. You I also know? didn't like that uh, the newer actress. I didn't like her here. I could I see why she could be something somewhere, but not here. Nadine, uh, well, whatever the young lady's name is, the fourth member of the group Queens. Uh, I just was not appreciating Vasquez. her performance. Yeah, it seemed random. 
Like I it was, like, was random. The from casting her seemed random. Well, I, I thought actually like. There were times and moments she had. Yeah, overall, like her dramatic scenes were good. What, what was hard to believe for me from her was like the performance scenes when they would do like the musical numbers. Mm. Even Those when she, are the scenes for me. But even like when, when she, she was, was acting, even I felt when she connected. was like, I felt connected too. But like even when she had to do that scene where she was reading them lyrics and she was performing, yeah, you know you want to be with a nasty girl. Uh, what? Give me what I need. Yeah. Are they all? Are they all rappers? So at this point, they were a group, and she was like trying to come in and be like, you know, you missing one thing, you're a group me. And then they were like, this bitch can't even sing. Like she don't even write her own songs. To Dustin's point, Brandy was being the hard bitch character that she was. He's talking about back in the day. This is what he's talking yeah, about. This was, was like, like twenty some yeah, years. They ago. show a lot of flashbacks on the show. Yeah. So this is one of the flashback sequences when uh, Nadine first joined. Uh, Nadine's character first joins the group, and so her character was in the studio with them. And Brandy's character Naomi was like, uh, she can't even write. Valeria so, is her name. I Valeria. Mm-hmm. So then Valeria, uh, that's Na- uh, Nadine's character. Uh, Valeria was like, like I may Malaria. not write, but I got the talent. Blah blah blah. And we, yes. Um, so then Brandy finally gives her a piece of paper. I was like, I guess I'll give this girl a chance. And then the sequence where it was like, it was just like, so that's why you gave her a chance? Because she gave her a piece of paper that said, yeah, you know, you want to be with a nasty girl. Uh, yeah, you know, you spend time with a, a nasty girl. And then the way she's reading, like trying to catch the flow, it was like, girl, no. Like, it was so terrible. And from there, it just never really got better. And I'm going to tell you something else. This Let is something begin. that. Lee Daniels and his team got right with Star and yes. Empire. Yes, yes. If you're gonna do a show about music and have musical numbers, the songs and the music has to actually be good, right? Meaning, you I have mean, to that go in get, itself will sell a especially whole. Especially if you, you have to go get e. current producers who are working and putting music out right now that people are appealing, that is appealing to people. Okay. Get those producers to make the music that's on this song so that when these artists are in these scenes where they're making the music and acting as if they like the songs, it's believable because you can't be acting like you like this song. Man, it's the best song I ever heard. And it literally sounds like, oh, McDonald. Like, (laughs) what are we doing? Like, and that happened a lot on this show. Friend, yeah. there's a scene it happened the... a lot on this show, especially with Naturi Norton's character, <laughs> um, especially with Valeria, especially with Brandy's character. I, I really just need them to, if they step the music up, maybe. I we think can that's a, and I think that's a thing for TV shows in general. Like even outside of it being a music-based show, just the music, how important it is. Like, look how much that was the drive during Insecure. Yes. You know? Oh my like, God. It it's changes, a huge opportunity. It is an opportunity and it honestly will ch- like shift the whole energy around your show. Like and endear excited. people to the show because you remember yeah. the music with the moment. And not um, how bad it was. And especially if the show is about music, like in this case, which is, again, one of the reasons that Star, people love that show, and the reason right. that people loved Empire, because we loved them fucking songs. Right. Yeah, true. You know? And Queens and so, really had a story to it. You know, something, some, there were some really cool threads that we re- I really couldn't buy into. You know, this girl group getting back together modern day, I don't know if it could have been the escape story, but trying to see what they were going worked, to do now. Right? You know what I'm saying? But then well, when you get to the stories of the <laughs> individual members' personal stories, that's where I feel like things went. Because like, like Eve, her name is Professor Sex, but she's a stay-at-home mom 
who had whose had husband just died. Kids. Like there, there were major things <laughs> happening. There were who we got to know him, and he just died. Well, there were there were major me. things uh. happening in this show that that we were just glazing over <laughs> and rolling into like new it's like shit that would be like in the season finale of a show was happening right. in like episode three and you like and, and it was just paced so because he had a baby on the side <laughs> like i forgot about that and then she was pregnant <laughs> like, i'm like oh, you find out your husband's cheating he dies he, he finds she pregnant then you go yeah. i'm like what and he had f- like a head injury not a head injury an illness so then it was like is he cheating because he's sick or I forgot right. what I saw. Like, yeah. And that was just her story. That. It was like all too much. <laughs> well, maybe like Dustin said, hopefully they get a second season. They can work all that out. Right. Yeah. Kind of like how athletes will watch their field tape. It's like, all right, how do we fix? Yes. Edit. Things? Do a self edit. That's yep. all y'all have to do. And by edit, I mean new writers. That's all you have to do is, you know, do a self-edit. and Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's such a strong, it has a, such potential to be such a strong show. What are we going to do about, the, what they going to do about the music, though? Because <laughs> producers, they're going to get um, ATL Jacob, ATL Jacob, and they're going to get uh, <laughs> shit. You know, get the people that's producing music beat, right now. Nah, you know, little Juke, man. There you like, go. Get him. Everything. Yep. Get all them up. Get Timberland. Where's Pharrell? You know what I'm saying? Like, get them all. Get them niggas to do the music so that we can have something to be excited about and a new way to connect they to this show. I don't have the budget for that though. What what um what TV channel was this it's on? It's ABC. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Why did mm-hmm. I think it was like the UPN? Like Centric or you know Mm-mm. one of those random. No, they got oh, the money. UPN. Look at that cast. Oh, yeah, the Terry Norton was over there on power making all that money. And for her to go over there to do Queens, you know they broke her off. <laughs> True. Eve to get her across the pond. By the way, since okay. 50 Cent yeah, runs that whole show over there, he needs to bring back I'm so he sorry. Don't. This is well, no, he needs to like you know how they used to how they do the like the HBO specials and concert specials. He needs to go ahead and do that for rappers and hip hop artists because I had this moment and I forgot to mention this uh, when Megan The Stallion did Coachella and seeing her whole set, I was like, damn, it'd be so dope to see this. And I don't know why Fifty Cent running that show over there uh, connected. I was like, if he wants to continue to expand his empire, this would be a great idea. Fifty Cent. The reason I say he doesn't, and that is a good idea, and he actually was working on a show that was going to be an anthology series where they were going to devote each season to a different rap beef. Um, mm. And he was partnering with Snoop Dogg oh. on producing it on Stars. But in the news in the news this past week, um, he's been really vocal about his displeasure with Stars, the way they've handled him. And he's done, oh. done that before, but now he's on the end of his deal with them. So oh. he can entertain and field offers from other people. And he's been much more vocal over the past two weeks than he's ever been ab- about the business of working with stars. And he literally said that he was moving that new show that I was just talking about, focusing on the rad beefs that he's producing yeah. with Snoop. He literally said he's moving it from stars because they can't get their shit together. And he's looking for a new home for it. So he's got a show, show coming out with Coy LeRae. Like so many things are wow. coming from him. Yeah. Wait, a Word. show with Coy LeRae? Yeah, she's going to be acting. Yes. Oh, shit. That's they're shooting. They're she shooting season good. two right. of BMF right now in Detroit on location. Like it's gonna be. There's so much going on. So 
50 Cent stars does not have to control over together. stars right now. Right. Yeah. Could you imagine them losing all of his shows? Like, what would be on stars? And think about it. Courtney Kemp, who was or who wrote these power shows for him or whatever, she left stars. She now is in a deal, exclusive deal over at Netflix, doing oh, her wow. thing at Netflix, oh, like bringing her programming over there. Wow. Yeah. Courtney Kemp is. So, um, you know, things will change if the money ain't right, you know. What did um, Bertha say on Candy and the Gang? No money, no feel. <laughs> you ain't got no, if the money ain't right, don't let them feel you. Shit. Wait, so she's no longer a part of that universe. Oh, she does wow. um she does YouTube videos. Well, she did the YouTube videos rather, um, where she would answer fans' questions and offer, you know, slight little nuggets of information about what mm-hmm. may be to come in, within the universe or from the series after each episode of Power last season and she used to do it in an official capacity um stars would produce these little after shows that she did but they stopped right. doing that after last season which is why she brought it to youtube because it's a, such a way to engage with the fans and of course, that power stars. universe it really is mm-hmm. a universe with multiple spinoffs and connections you know that exist so that's just what the fuck been going on over there with that star shit. Well, fuck stars, then Fifty Cent. You got something else to add when you ask uh, accepting offers, okay? Add and put zero. me on power. I can whisper shit. <laughs> you would be so cute on power. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, all right. Well, that's it for real. Right? Anything? Any last words before we get out of here? Happy Mother's Day and your motherfucking mama. That's it. <laughs> Stay black and protect your magic. As always, we love you so much. And thank you for listening. We'll catch you guys next week. Yo mama. Shout out to Dr. Heavenly. Shout out to Candace Dillard. Two of the best to ever say yo mama to somebody on television. <laughs> yo mama. Happy Mother's Day. Later. Bye.